The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Welcome. Great to have you with us. There's a lot to talk about today. Uh, the if if you've been if you've had the TV on at all outside of entertainment uh, channels, you've seen or you go on Twitter or Facebook. The left is going stark raving mad. They're they're out of their minds over this retirement of uh, Justice Anthony Kennedy. Good gosh, I mean they're. The, the sky is falling to the Democrats. Oh, no question, no question about it. I mean, they you uh, you scroll down some of the uh, some of the uh, Twitter timelines, mm-hmm. and uh, my uh, one of they're they're all caps, mm-hmm. so they're screaming mm-hmm. on Twitter mm-hmm. uh, with um, F word. Yeah, the F <laughs> followed by. 90 U's, F U U U U, and then the uh, last two letters so at the good. end. So good. <laughs> that might be my favorite one. It's just that word <laughs> screamed at the top of who's ever who's ever wrote this uh, so, lungs. So Tommy he, Vitor, it looks yeah, like. So he's kind of for it. Yeah, yeah, he's excited. I mean, that's the impression you get. He's excited. It's so bad. Uh, they say for starters, abortion rights are more imperiled now than at any time since Roe v. Wade. Good. Thank. Heaven, good, and there's no reason to think there won't be a rollback of gay rights either with Kennedy gone. Now, I, I doubt that. Nobody's Where's talking about that. I mean, I, I will give you. You better believe there's going to be an effort to overturn Roe v. Wade, and why not? Why not stop the slaughter of 60 million people? Hmm? Yeah, are, are you a big uh, fan of feminists? Well, then why are you in favor of killing women? Before they are able to become women. Uh, that seems like a bad idea. If you love women. What about gay- what about gays? More gays are going to be born. Yeah. More minorities will be born. You won't have a circumstance like um, more children being aborted in New York City than born alive. You won't have that anymore. So the HuffPost... Because they're chicken littles, um, they're, the sky is falling to them. So their big banner was a hanger with uh, the point that now that Justice Kennedy is gone, <clears throat> everybody's going to be doing their abortions with hangers. Oh, okay, jeez. You know how seldom that happened? I, my, I have a grandmother uh, who died that way. And so I know a little something about trying to abort a baby with your hanger. My mother's mother died from an infection she received from doing just that. Wow. How sad. Really, really sad. But I that is pretty rare. Um, and if your life is in danger, you're going to get an actual legal abortion. That There's just no question about that. And And if you do overturn Roe v. Wade, they're just automatically thinking that Okay, well, abortion is illegal in all 50 states now, and nobody can ever get a legal abortion again. Sadly, that's not the truth. 
what will happen is it'll have to go back to the states to decide. Some states will decide we're not going to sanction killing babies. And some states, you know, obviously California, Massachusetts, others will decide, no, we're going to keep it safe and legal. Or not so safe. We don't care about the safe much anymore because look at how we turned our, our the blind eye to the guy, what's his face in Philadelphia, uh, who is an absolute butcher of children. All right. <laughs> yes. So we don't care about safety. We just want abortions to continue. Any time abortion is imperiled in any way, any time you put any restriction on it, they go out of their minds. I, I, I can't really for the life of me understand what is your fascination, your love, your worship of abortion. So strange to me. I mean, I can, I can understand how it might be an issue for you, but this is their dominant issue for a lot of these people. Uh, that's all they care about is making sure that abortion continues. Wow. So now the leftists are getting a taste of what we felt during Barack Obama's reign of terror on the U.S. Constitution. Just a tad. They know how, how we felt when he nominated Elena Kagan and, uh, and Sotomayor. I mean, you couldn't get a lot more radical than Sonia Sotomayor. She, she might be more radical than uh, Ginsburg is. Oh, I, I believe that. But they love that. I mean, and, and we were just, we were racist and haters for not wanting Sonia Sotomayor placed on, this, on, the, on the bench. I mean, it's so refreshing now to think that there's a possibility that you might have a conservative-leaning uh, Supreme Court, a constitutional-leaning Supreme Court. And I say that because the liberals on the court are anti-constitution now. And if you don't believe me, listen to the words of Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, and coming out of her own mouth about the Constitution. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I can't speak about what the Egyptian experience should be. So this was during the Egyptian uprising. Uh, and where they were, they were asking right. her about uh, what about what do you think they should do with their constitution? Because I'm operating mm-hmm. under a rather old constitution. Yeah, right. The right. United States, in comparison to Egypt, uh-huh. is a very new nation. Yeah, and yet we have the and yet the oldest written constitution still in force in the world. Yeah, right. That's a that's a good thing, hon. Yeah, that's a good thing. So you're saying that she, you thought that she meant ours is an old bad thing? Yes. Yes. Huh. She's saying that even though they're so much older, we've got an older constitution than they, yeah, it's the only one that's been <laughs> able to hold up for hundreds of years. But it's, it's old. It's because it was so close to perfection. It's the most perfect political document ever written by the hand of man and inspired by the mind of God. That's why it's held up all this time. It hasn't held up because it's a piece of crap and it's old and dusty and outdated. It wouldn't have held up if it were. And she didn't stop there. You should certainly be aided by all the Constitution writing that has gone on since since the end of World War II. Okay, you shouldn't you shouldn't be aided in your decisions on the Supreme Court. 
by the Constitution itself, but by the writing of it that has occurred since World War II. What? <laughs> okay. So she's talking about precedent there. She's, that's what they use instead of the U.S. Constitution. The liberals on the court always talk precedent, whereas the constitutionalists always talk about the Constitution. Let's see what the Constitution says on that, and then we'll, we'll base our ruling on that. Right. Instead of, uh, yeah, but. You're right. That's not just. Justice Ginsburg uh, believes the opposite. Um, I would not look to the U.S. Constitution if I no. were drafting a hmm. Constitution oh. in the year 2012. Huh. I might look at the Constitution of South Africa. That was a, a deliberate <laughs> yeah. attempt. No, I mean, of course you'd look to South Africa's Constitution. That's a far better, I, fairer society than we have. I remember this interview. I remember how maddening it was. Oh, my Because I'd forgotten about it. I wouldn't look to the U.S. Uh, I was writing a constitution today. I wouldn't look to the U.S. constitution. Why would I look to the United States constitution? Nah, let's look to South Africa. They're, they know what they're doing over there. Well. Really? Uh, what about Iceland? They, they put their uh, constitution together on Twitter. Hey, tweet <laughs> yes, us your thoughts did. for our constitution. <laughs> Maybe it'll make it in there. <laughs> we'll do a drawing. <laughs> and, and some of the best ideas will be pulled out of a hat. We'll put it in the hopper. We'll spin it around and see what you've got. <laughs> Caller number nine right now at Iceland 95.9 gets a free effort to put something into the Constitution. Okay. So good. <laughs> it's I unbelievable. Would, I, would, I wouldn't look at the U.S. Constitution. No, you, you don't want to look to the U.S. You'd look to South Africa, right? To, to have a fundamental instrument of government mm-hmm. that embraced yeah. basic human rights. Right. Basic human rights. Had an independent judiciary. It's, uh-huh. it, it really is, uh, really is. I think, a, a great uh, piece of work that was done. <laughs> um, much more recently than the Staggering. U.S. Constitution. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, Canada, has a too. Charter of Rights and Freedoms. Okay. Dates from uh-huh. 1982. Oh, well, that's you way better. almost certainly look okay. at the European Convention on Human Rights. Oh, you don't yes. certainly yes, look at that. Not take advantage of what there is elsewhere in the world. <laughs> Some of the most outrageous things I've really ever heard by an official. Uh, somebody who is in a high place, a really important place, a very powerful place in our government. And she's telling us the U.S. Constitution's old, dusty, irrelevant. Let's look to South Africa. Let's look to Canada, because theirs came in 1982. And just because something is newer, it's better. Wow. Really? I mean, the most frightening thing is is that not only is she an official, (laughs) a high-level official here in the U.S. as a Supreme Court justice, She's in a position that we can't get rid of her. Yeah, right. I mean, it's up to her to yeah. decide when she's done, not us. You could you could impeach a Supreme Court justice. And if there were if there were yeah. ever grounds for it, it was it was Ruth Bader Ginsburg with those comments. She should have been impeached immediately. She should be off of the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Just that attitude tells you everything you need to know. Okay, goodbye. But nobody's, I don't know when the last time that happened was. For, for sure, I would say the 1800s if it's happened. Yeah, if it's happened. It's, it's been a long time. But isn't that, is, wasn't she just out hawking her new book anyway? So she was just trying to sell books. <laughs> no, I think she, she believes, she, she means this wholeheartedly. 
she means it. Uh, you can tell with she does. Every part of her being, she means this. She's, uh, one thing I will say about Ruth is that when uh, you know she does uh, when she says things, it's deliberate. Yeah, and she darn well knows what she's saying. Oh yeah, there's no question. There wasn't any. Yeah. Ah, well, I didn't really mean South Africa. She's not anywhere close to a Trump. I didn't really mean we shouldn't no. pay attention to our U.S. Constitution. Stop. No, was, she really believes. Yes. Uh-uh. If you were going to write a new constitution today, mm-hmm. disregard ours. Right. You go to the European uh, Human Rights Commission. You go to Canada and what uh, they the did in their constitution. That's the first thing that pops into my mind. Yeah, Europe. Is the European yeah. uh, Human uh-huh. Rights Commission. Right. Oh, man. Right. Because, man. <laughs> in fact, I would just jump right into the United Nations. Why just, why just count little old Europe? Just take the UN, the UN Charter. As our constitution. Let's just do that. Ooh, that's a good idea. Right? And then you maybe start, I don't know, a world government where everybody follows the same rules and guidelines. And it, you just go by the UN Charter. That's all. Uh, okay. Maybe a new world you know what? order uh, of it'll, some it'll, kind. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where no nation has any sovereignty. We're all one people. Let's see how that works It'd be a out. a better place. Wouldn't it be beautiful? We'll all gather together. In a giant circle of love, <laughs> the world over. That might not be a, the, the <laughs> circle you're thinking of. <laughs> I mean, this is as clear-cut as it gets. These people hate the U.S. Constitution. So bad. Why? Her job Why? is to defend the, Constitution. the U.S. Constitution. She hates it. She, she thinks everybody else has a better idea than we do. Uh, this is a terrible... I mean, we're going by something that these crusty old white guys... It's the self-loathing of the left that is just amazing to me. It's astounding. 888 Let me tell you about Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Uh, this was invented by uh, Wayne, who started a company because, well, he survived lip cancer. His wife survived breast cancer. And uh, so it was, it was really frustrating to, to, to Wayne because... He got lip cancer from continual sunburns on his lips. So he was always applying the lip balm and it wasn't good enough to protect his lips. And then he put it in his pocket to use it later on in the day and it wind up a gooey mess in his pocket. So first of all, he wanted a really good product and he wanted a container that would keep that product in your, in your pocket without becoming a gooey mess at the end of the day. And man, he suggested... He succeeded incredibly well with Bomb Shot Lip Balm. Comes in a really cool uh, shotgun shell-like container. It looks great. It's going to set off all your liberal friends. It'll be a lot of fun. Plus, the lip balm inside is fantastic. And they're also donating to a great cause right now because they can really relate to uh, people who have cancer. Both he and his wife, cancer survivors. So they are uh, helping to pay for mammograms and breast cancer screenings for women that don't have health insurance. Really, really cool idea. Um, So if you want to support a great company that is an American company made right here in America for Americans, uh, and you want to support a great cause, like helping women detect breast cancer early and uh, pay for their mammograms, Go to balmshot.com. Use the promo code PAT. If you order a two-pack, you'll get an extra one free. Order a four-pack, you get one free. Order a six-pack and get one free. All shipping 
is free to U.S. customers. So it's a great American product and company helping women fight breast cancer. It's balmshot.com, promo code PAD. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Added Pat Unleashed on Twitter. <laughs> oh, uh, you can. Uh, it was we were talking about uh, impeach a U.S. Supreme Court justice, but it's only been done once, and that was under uh, Thomas Jefferson. So it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. <laughs> it's even a little longer than you thought. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I was pretty sure it happened, and I was pretty sure it was in the eighteen hundreds. But man, the early, early 1800s. Yeah. Oof. Uh, and I don't, I don't know how it hasn't happened for uh, Darth Bader Ginsburg because she deserves it. She has said she's not basing her opinions on what it should be based on, which is the Constitution. That is their job, their sole responsibility to protect and defend the United States Constitution and to rule on on laws and situations that have come up that are questionable constitution wise her job is not to to see to look to europe and think well what are they how do they rule on things like this that has nothing to do with us it, none of your decision should come from what europe does what canada does what south africa or iceland do but they get away with it all the time. I don't know how. We don't do a, a good enough job of holding their feet to the fire. No, we don't. And and that's the problem. We don't hold them to the fire. We just, ah, well, she's just talking. It's okay. And it's not okay. It's absolutely not okay. It certainly wouldn't be okay on the other side. And I know we've, you know, if, if I know it's, we say it all the time. But, you know, we try to give people the benefit of the doubt. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Nah, they're just talking. He doesn't really mean it. But they don't, the the left, and the Democrats and the progressives, they certainly don't give any ground on that. No, they don't. At all. I love some of these uh, tweets about Justice uh, Kennedy re- Kennedy's uh, retirement. Uh, here's one from somebody named Thor. Uh, as a member of the LGBTQIA plus community justice kennedy being replaced threatens my rights nah it really doesn't it also threatens the rights of minorities women and muslims in what way uh how are minorities threatened what they're gonna roll back the civil rights amendment uh the civil rights laws in this country trump must not be allowed to replace him before november let the people speak first no. Uh, how about this? No. <laughs> then we got uh, this uh, very loving tweet because, again, remember how loving and inclusive and tolerant, oh, of course. tolerant the left is. Oh, my gosh. All they want to do is hear everybody's opinion, and then we just get along well and discuss it nicely. F you, Justice Kennedy. <laughs> the end. 
Well, he's missed... 81 years old. He wants to do something else. We we talked about the 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 tweet that had just uh, the f word with a bunch of u's and mm-hmm. okay, that was it. Mm-hmm. But I found another one that just had the f word typed in all caps 21 times. F f f f f f. So they were happy. Yeah, they're they're pretty pleased with this development. On the one hand, it's it's kind of fun watching them writhe like this. On the other hand, it just shows you how far apart we are. I mean, the as John Kerry would call it, the the chasm. There's a chasm in this country. Yes, there is. John. Like the chasm. I stood there in Israel when I stood there and I shouted out across that chasm. I'm Israel Chachem Lichimach. That's what I said. That I meant it at the time. Uh, I said, I'm Israel before I before I denied saying I'm Israel. I miss that. I miss uh, John Kerry. <laughs> oh, would it be great if you were back and uh, would, would, I don't would know, it? some office, some office? Would it? <laughs> I mean, he's busy. He was busy, right? He was still involved because he was busy meeting with uh, some uh, some movers and shakers in France. Yeah, he, right. Wasn't, yes. it, wasn't he was going he's behind actually, the scenes trying mm-hmm. to uh, 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 just pay attention to what's going on, just like any other Secretary of State. Oh, sure. Is that right, John? Yeah. Is that right? It wasn't... Any... So former Secretaries of State normally go around and try to uh, undermine the, oh, the current was, administration? Yeah, it was with the Iranian officials, right? It was yeah, the Iranian was. guys in France. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. So he's still trying to undermine that and keep his uh, legacy intact with the Iranian deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst and they're actually talking about resurrecting him bringing him him back shopping his old carcass in front of us for 2020 oh my gosh are you kidding me he's what 74 now yeah he's 74 is that right so he'd be be 76 yeah in 2020 no way way. i I don't think so either i'd rather have joe biden but that i mean that does tell you the uh shape the democrat party is in because who are they going to run that has any chance against Trump? Nobody. There, there's nobody that I know of. I mean, I, I think Joe Biden loses to Trump uh, this time around. I, I don't see anybody that beats Trump. No, I, I don't either. I don't either. And they, they think it's completely winnable, and they can't wait. They're licking their chops. I, they shouldn't be. Who do you have? Elizabeth Warren? No. No. And uh, you've got uh, what the the socialist uh, in New York that I think really. Uh, uh, you know, one not really because of the being the you know the socialist, more more so the fact that she just I'll give you free stuff and the rich white guy they wanted to kick out. So I don't know that you can't put somebody like her in front of them. nobody knows. Oh her. well, she's not even old enough that's, to run for I mean, president. That's what I'm saying nobody knows who she is. Yeah, she's only 28, 28 years old. So she's got seven years before she's even eligible to run for president. But. Yes. The Democrats, I, I don't put anything past them. I, they've become so extreme. The people in that party have become so used to big government that they don't mind bigger government. They don't mind the government taking over uh, more services, more of our freedoms, and just it, it will give all our money to them and let them dispense it as they see fit. Right. They know best. I'm sorry. That is socialism. And if you're voting for socialism, you're a socialist. And all these socialists in the Democrat Party, 
I mean, look at how infiltrated that party is. Oh, yeah. What was the percentage? I mean, even Hillary commented on it with, yeah. in her statement about why she was making her excuse to losing to Bernie Sanders. That's, I mean, it, it was it, a large percentage in, in uh, Missouri when she was talking about the either Iowa or the Missouri caucus. I don't want to hear them talking about how radical the Republican Party is anymore. I just right. shut up. <laughs> you guys are communists and socialists. You're talking about our We're radicalism. Radical. Shut up. Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. So fun to watch these Democrats squirm. <laughs> Roe v. Wade is in more peril than it's ever been since 1973. Good. Good. Oh, no. Gosh, that's so sad. You might not be able to kill as many babies. Wouldn't that be tragic? Mm. Yes. <laughs> uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren gave a long speech decrying the tactics of Majority Leader Mitch McConnell in blocking former President Barack Obama's Supreme Court nominee last month. Uh, but she completely changed her mind now. Huh. What? Huh. <laughs> I love it. So it, they're so transparently hypocritical. Uh, and it, nobody calls them on it except no, for us. I it, mean, we're they, the only, they, yeah. they still get all the press saying how what a good thing they are and what they're doing. Yep. In a guest appearance on Pod Save America, which we all love, Warren excoriated the Republicans for blocking Obama's Supreme Court nominee out of hand in favor of allowing the matter to be decided by the voters. So the question is who you put up, because that's how I see it, she said, referring to the Supreme Court nominee. I don't see it as starting out saying, I don't care who you put up, I'm holding the seat. That's what Mitch McConnell did. He said, you, he said, you send me anybody if it comes from Barack Obama. There's a two-letter answer, and the answer is no. <laughs> She's a little different now. Here's uh, some of what Elizabeth Warren believes now. If the Democrats take the Senate, if we should be so fortunate in 2018, and we get to the place where there is a Supreme Court vacancy. Yes. If it's Ginsburg, if it's Kennedy, if it's it's someone on the court. um, Democrats at that point have the power to make sure we don't get another Gorsuch. Mm -hmm. But to use that power, it may look like what Mitch McConnell did and holding that seat open mm-hmm. for Gorsuch and making sure that Garland did, didn't get in. Do you think the Democrats, if faced with a nominee like Gorsuch, when they're in control in the Senate, will hold the seat open or will block a nominee like that? So let me reframe this just slightly. Mm-hmm. In, in thinking about it this way, this is how I think about it. We had the filibuster. For a very long time, but it was very rarely Mm -hmm. used. And the reason was Mm -hmm. because knowing 
that there was a filibuster. Manchu had to kind of keep those folks within a certain range. Mm -hmm. I get it. The people that George W. Bush would put in wouldn't be exactly the same as the people that Barack Obama would put in. But they'd be, they'd be along the same road, right? They'd be somewhere no. in that close. In. Mm -mm. Merrick Garland. No. Look, Merrick Garland is the kind of man who could have been nominated by a Republican or a Democrat. No, he's and not. Decades and decades uh, and decades. No, in our past he's not. Would have been. Oh would have been gosh. that kind of guy. And what's Get out of here. First, with the loss of the filibuster, and can we also talk blue slips, or will that just make us sound so wonky that everybody will say, <laughs> right? It'll cause people to <laughs> dial out. Not this crowd. Oh, not this crowd. This crowd is too intellectual. They're too smart. These are liberals who all have brilliant minds. All of them. <laughs> Conservatives don't have minds. Um, they just react with emotion. <laughs> no, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. Uh, she had a little more to say, and she's been talking about the uh, uh, Supreme Court because, you know, obviously now we've lost uh, Anthony Kennedy or we're about to. And here's some further thoughts of Elizabeth Warren. So the question is who you put up, because that's how I see it. I don't see it as starting out saying, I don't care who you put up, I'm holding the seat. That was what Mitch McConnell did. Mm -hmm. He said, you send me anybody. If it comes from Barack Obama, there's a two-letter answer, and the answer's no. I think that's wrong. But I do think oh. you send a Neil Gorsuch to us, and mm -hmm. the answer is no. We do hearings, we do it substantively, the answer would be no. I I'm sorry. Elections have consequences, and Elizabeth Warren can't decide this. That's the fortunate thing. She can, she can kick against this and scream against it and, and protest all she wants. Tough. And that's what they need to be told. Tough. I don't care what you think. Okay? You didn't care what we thought when you, uh, when you nominated Elena Cagle and Sonia Sotomayor. I don't care what you think now. Okay? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, she uh, she tweeted uh, yesterday a uh, video on uh, on uh, Kennedy leaving and mm -hmm. uh, realizing that uh, we are in a fight. Yeah, we are in a fight to fight for our lives. Is here's, what she said. Here's what she said in that video. Donald Trump has the opportunity to remake the Supreme Court for a generation. A woman's right to decisions over her own body oh, are at risk. Equal rights, body. equal marriage is also at risk. No, it's not. But look, marriage? nobody equal appointed marriage. Donald Trump king. Nobody makes it to the Supreme Court without going through the United States Senate. So the real question in front of us is whether or not there are any Republicans who will join the Democrats not be. in turning back an extremist nominee extremist? from Donald Trump. This is the fight of our mm. lives. If you want to be in this mm. fight, then now's the time. Raise your voice. Wow. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. We do not want an extremist judge on the United States Supreme Court. That that from a socialist. Wow. Okay. That's from a socialist <laughs> senator who has socialist policies, who loves uh, extreme left-wing kook Sonia Sotomayor. But, oh, my gosh, we will not accept, accept any kind of right-wing extremist. Shut up. You, you guys have lost all credibility on the left. All credibility. The Democratic plank is the same as the communist plank now. It's the same. The platform that you can read on the Democrat website 
is virtually identical to the one you'll read at Communist Party USA's website. The positions are are virtually identical. They're just as Marxist. Uh, they're just as anti-freedom as as they were when they were writing the Soviet Constitution. I'm so tired. The extremists take a look in the mirror, Democrat Party, because it's not even the Democrat Party anymore. You got all these socialists who have infiltrated it, and they control it now. Don't tell me about right wing right wing extremism. Most of these. Republicans are so feckless that they don't stand for anything, let alone extreme right-wing policies. Most of the Republican Party are such cowards that they won't defend any principles. So don't come to me and tell me that it's the Republicans who are so extreme. I wish. I wish they were more extreme. They need to be more extreme. There needs to be a clearer delineation between what's right and what's wrong. What the, what the Republican stand, Party stands for and what the Democrat Party stands for. They're too close right now. They're just, they, they're just too close. It's because they all want to get along. Yep. We all just Especially want to in get the along. Senate. They just want to be... Uh, I don't want to say just, anything bad about a fellow senator, my fellow, my mm-hmm. fine fellow senator from the great state of wherever bougie state you're from. Everybody's yep. got to be glad-handing each other. and uh, Stop it. Stop it. How about Stick you to your principles. believe in something yep. and stay there? You, you don't have to yell and scream at each other, but you need to stick to principles. Well, Elizabeth told they, you to they raise, your voice. Yeah, raise, your raise your voice. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. Raise your voice. So so maybe you need to do that. But I'm happy if you do that uh, against her, uh, not with her. This is going to be an agonizing uh, battle over the next few months. And I just hope that Mitch McConnell has the stomach for it. I hope he sticks to it. I hope so, too. Said we're going to have a vote this fall. Have the vote this fall. Yeah. I mean, they were... uh, Chucky Dingleberry Schumer was all uh, up in arms yesterday with his, how dare he. I know. Stop it. Tough. No kidding. Tell him to sit down and shut up. Sit down and (laughs) shut up. Chucky. Because <laughs> uh, we've heard enough from you. I, I know what you think. I, I don't care. Okay? We got the majority. We're going to use it this time. That's just how it has to be handled. Uh, you don't have to be nasty about it. You just tell them, shut up. We're not, we're not listening to you right now. Sorry. You gotta do, your news, do, your, do your press conferences and make it appear like you're in charge, but you're not. And by the way, we're going to employ the same tactics you guys employed over the same situation. That's why we're doing invoking yeah. the nuclear option. It's 50 plus one. Uh, and uh, you had a cow about that. We had a cow about that when you did it to us. So you go ahead and have a cow about it now. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's just fair is fair here. And they do all of the same tactics. And then when it happens to them, all of a sudden, it's the biggest tragedy what? that's ever occurred. Wow, this is unprecedented. No, you did it four years ago. What do you mean it's unprecedented? More like six years ago, I think it was. But do you remember when Harry Reid threw out the rules and went nuclear? Well, it's funny you say that. I was just looking up. I saw where uh, Dana Lash had uh, uh, quoted an old Harry Reid tweet mm-hmm. from a Senator Reid. Uh, his tweet read, thanks to all of you who encouraged me to consider filibuster reform. It had to be done. 
Okay. Now you got you made that bed. Thank you. Lay in it. <laughs> it's all yours. Wallow in it. <laughs> Get really comfortable and all snugly in it. Because uh, this is your doing, Democrats. This is your doing. And go ahead and scream all you want about, we don't need another extremist. And then I'll continue to point out Sonia Sotomayor. Don't tell me about extremists. Get out of here. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who doesn't even believe in the U.S. Constitution. You don't care. You couldn't care less about extremism. You just want left-wing extremism. Sorry. We don't. And we're in a position of power now. So we're doing this. And we're fortunate uh, to have one of the most powerful uh, females in Washington, D.C. on our side. Uh, she's uh, the uh, press secretary. <laughs> yeah, we found out the other uh, day that uh, one of the most powerful women on earth. <laughs> really? Yeah, uh, the, yeah. the woman who has uh, no say in policy? Yeah, uh, no, she's who the has, press secretary, though. Who has no say in writing legislation? That woman is the most powerful? That okay. was Chris Hayes yesterday. Yeah, he believed that uh, yeah. she was uh, one of the most powerful people in Washington, D.C. Idiocy. That's what <laughs> it is. Just idiocy. So bad. And we were talking a little bit earlier about who uh, uh, may be running for president this next, next time around. I, I see a headline that we'll be fortunate. We might be fortunate enough to have Michael Bloomberg run. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, Another be, extremist. And 76 years old. So I mean, he'd be 78 he'd be in 2020. He'd be the, well, I think that's when, he's, when, he, when he ran. He'd be 76. Rather than oh, okay. So he's 74 now. Uh, the 76-year-old would be the oldest person to run. Oh, yeah. No, he's be yeah, 78. So he, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't get a lot more extreme than wanting to overturn or repeal the Second Amendment. I mean, this, this guy wants to take guns from people. Everyone. That I, guy know, except wants, him. He wants your gun. Uh, that's not extreme? Okay. But see, that's all they have on their bench are the Michael Bloombergs, the John Kerry's, Elizabeth Warren. And they're going to dredge back up Bernie Sanders. And Elizabeth is, uh, you know, while she uh, portrays to be this uh, young uh, senator from uh, Massachusetts, she's no spring chicken. She's almost 70. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, uh, okay, that's what you want. Yeah. She's, uh, please. And, and, you know, it's interesting because this millennial that was just elected in, in New York is talking about how old the Democratic leadership is. <laughs> and she is saying it's time for new. And that's pissing on the Democratic leadership off. Oh, well. She's not going to receive a very get. nice reception when this, she gets to Congress. This, this is your crowd. Yeah, This I know. is your crowd. And what's going to happen is these, 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 the, the young ones are going to come in and say, uh, you won't let me involve in any of this. I'll just take it to the. I'll just take it to my constituents then and tell them what you're doing, and she'll just start uh, social media everything. And the old the mm-hmm. old crank staff will have to <laughs> redo what they're thinking because they're not going to take it any much more. Yeah, it's going to uh, be inter- good. interesting. It will battle. be very interesting. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray. Triple eight, nine hundred thirty-three, ninety-three. 
933.93. Welcome. It is uh, Pat Gray Unleashed. Looks like uh, Snoop Dogg is a new man. His real name, of course, Calvin Broadus Jr. You kind of see why he went to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Hi, I'm uh, Calvin Broadus Jr., everybody. I've <laughs> got this new album. And- <laughs> I'm dropping it think? like it's hot today. <laughs> <laughs> Snoop Dogg sounds a little more rapid. It just does. It? Yes, it yeah. does. Yes, it does. So uh, he's 46 now. I thought he was like mid to late 80s, uh, but no, he's just 46. The Snoopster? Mm, performed several of his older hit songs before launching into a gospel production. Uh, he rapped, I guess you could say I'm a brand new man. See, rap guys usually don't get baptized, but how could you cleanse your sins without it? Make you want to think about it. The right reverend, the right reverend. Recite light. You see, today is the day to get your life right. That's got a good beat. Seems like it's easy to dance to. Yeah. Voices from vices got me standing here singing praises to your name for saving me from my yesterday. Second chances come with every sunrise. (laughs) Wow. You would not expect that from the uh, gin and juice guy, would you? (laughs) Isn't he the one that did gin and juice? Uh uh, among others, uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, and a lot of eh, maybe not uh, gospel-oriented rap songs. So that's that's uh it's amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. The uh, House just re- rejected an immigration bill. It included a path to citizenship. So there was some amnesty involved, and it lost big. It was a three hundred to one twenty-one vote. Um, and so it went down in flames, but there were some really good things in it, like $25 billion for the wall. Uh, it stopped chain migration. There were some other really good elements. And the one compromise I think they made from the harsher bill was that, okay, we'll give these people a path to citizenship. So the problem we have right now is that we've got these wishy-washy Republicans who don't want anything harsh and they won't vote for it. And we've got the Democrats, who, of course, are extremists, and they're not going to vote for anything unless it's completely in favor of illegal immigration. So you've got just a handful of of constitutionalists and conservatives who want serious, strong immigration reform. Not that comprehensive crap that we were talking about with George W. Bush, but strong immigration reform where, I don't know, you enforce our laws and you build a wall. And then you come down, maybe you do the E-Verify so that you can make sure that the people you're hiring are citizens. And nobody's going to vote for that. We demanded it. We've been yelling about it for a couple of decades now. And they're just not going to, they can't get anything done. Because you don't have anybody in office or very few with principles to stand up and say, no, this has got to have some teeth. It's got to be able to correct the situation. And it can't be all about the illegals. It's got to be about what's good for America. I mean, we'll do what we can for them. But if they bring us down, we're not going to be able to do what we can for anybody. It doesn't help anybody. So uh, another one down in flames. Amazing. They. Uh, it's so strange that they have to have the amnesty in there. Yep. Every time. Um how about we just take that out? Well, we we tried it without it a few weeks ago, that? and that went down in flames, too. They, they, they couldn't get that done. I don't understand it. We've got the majority. And we the still Republicans can't pass have it. the majority. Still can't pass it. 
still can't pass wow. it. So they watered it down with a little bit of amnesty in it, I think for 2.2 million people. Now, I'm not in favor of that, but if it finally brings us about building the wall and enforcing the law, okay, let's make that compromise. Nope, couldn't get that done nope. either. So I, what I don't is know the what you're do. I don't know what, what you're is do. the problem. I don't. What? I don't know what you do. I don't know how to overcome this. We're at this stalemate, and there's no end of it in sight. Meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, you've got things getting so much worse in Mexico. My gosh, and you don't think those problems are on the way here? Of course they are, because yeah. we're not defending and securing the border. It's up to 132 politicians and close to 50 candidates. That's 182 murders during this campaign in the last nine months in Mexico. Politicians and candidates are being brutally murdered. People are, I mean, this last one was amazing. One of their candidates from their main party, he was out on the street. Somebody walked up right behind him, shot him in the head. And then just walked off. Just walked away. It's just amazing. He was posing for a photo with somebody. Uh, Fernando Puron is his name. He had just left a debate uh, where he vowed to tackle crime. So then he stops afterward, after the debate, outside on the sidewalk, and, and poses for a picture with somebody. Guy walks up behind him and shoots him in the head. Wow. Just unbelievable. Um, it does make you think that if you live there, you'd want to go somewhere else. Yeah. It, <laughs> yes. Yep. And because they're not doing anything about their situation, it's going to spit. Well, it already has. I mean, we already have MS-13 all over the country. We've already got drug cartels in and out of the country. Uh, kidnappings. You know, Phoenix is one of the worst places in the world for kidnapping because drug cartels are kidnapping Americans. Uh, it's a really bad situation. And it used to be that, well, the drug cartels aren't going to, they're not going to go into the United States and start killing people because they don't want to mess with their clients. That's their, you know, these are the, those are their customers. Don't start uh, killing your customer base. They're not, that's not so much the case anymore. They're, they're getting more and more willing to go ahead and kill some. They killed somebody a few years ago. In South Lake, here in the DFW yeah. Metroplex. One of their attorneys. Yeah, one of their attorneys is at, uh, in a really nice upscale uh, city, in a really nice upscale town center. It's the South Lake Town Square. And uh, they walked up to him. He's sitting there, uh, parked in front of a store with his wife. They walk up right up to his car and shoot him in the head and walk off. It took him. Over a year, I think, to find somebody. Yeah, it took a long time. So, I mean, it's spilled into the the country already. It sure has. And that's just going to get worse. And that old adage of they don't want to mess with their customers, there'll be more customers. Yeah. I I, I think that's what they're deciding now. Yeah. They've got got their rules to follow, and if you don't, they will kill you. (laughs) Period. And there seems to be no escape. You can't escape to America anymore. They'll just come here and get you. Right. And that's what they did. Horrible. What was that? Like four, horrible. four or five years ago, maybe. Maybe 2012, 2013, 14, somewhere in there. But uh, really sad. And they just don't care. Nope. They just don't care anymore. When it's 182 politicians and candidates in 
Think of that if that had happened here. If 182 politicians and candidates were killed in a nine-month period of time during a campaign, wouldn't we be all up in arms? Wouldn't there be? You'd, you'd hope so, but, you know, look, we almost lost how many at a, on a baseball field, and we cared about that for That's about true. a day. That's true. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Grand Leash coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks for being here. Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three, and a Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Misbehaved Methane says, "Let me translate Senator Warren's speech. You sent us a constitutionalist to sit on the body supposed to rule solely on that document. The answer is no." Uh, struggling Lumby, can we have Mitch's wife? take over his responsibilities. She's proven this week that she has some significant giblets. That's for sure. Yeah. She's out there fighting his battles with a mob that surrounded their vehicle. And he's just sitting calmly in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, take care of him, honey. Yeah, I mean, he got... Keep me safe in here, please. he came down the stairs and went, ooh, a mob. I got this, Mitch. Go go sit Even, Even if the Secret Service had told me no, Mr. Gray, we need you to stay in the car. I'm getting out there with my wife, and I'm telling her to get back in the car. I'll be out here. Instead, she's out, leave my husband alone. Leave Mitch alone. <laughs> well, A, Mitch is, uh, <clears throat> I mean, he's not uh, a spring chicken anymore. No, he's not. And I think he has, I didn't realize this, but remember when he, uh, he's got some some injury that happened to him. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, would, would yeah. any of that keep you from defending your wife when she's out there in front of a mob? Well, no, you're probably a bad example. Yeah, yeah, That's I mean, probably a bad question. On, you know, how big is the mob? <laughs> of course not. You know, <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, for Michael, a prediction. The third party will rise out of moderate, not mentally unstable and violently hateful Democrats. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, I don't know if yeah, that's going to happen. I, I think the happen. Democrats like being radical. I, th- I think I think that it's become a much more extremist party than it used to be. You think of the JFK party of Democrats. Those are conservative Republicans compared to today's. Band. Actually, they are the conservative Republicans of today. They are, they are yeah. Because uh, the, pers- the people that aren't uh, the conservative Republicans are the extremists. Yep. Or that's what they're considered. Yep. The people that believe in that old document that's no good, that you wouldn't want to try to replicate anywhere in the world ever. Well, you wouldn't turn to, you wouldn't turn to our constitution as a basis for other great countries in this on this planet. Thank you. Our constitution is old and dusty and ridiculous. Dumb. All you need to look to is Canada. There is is from 1982, so it's obviously better. Iceland just did one a few years ago on Twitter. Theirs is better. I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, 
I mean, I, I don't know that they have maps, but South Africa has a better constitution. Of course they do. Of course they do. I don't care about maps. It's just U.S. Americans who don't have maps. You know, some U.S. Americans right. don't have maps. And uh, so they don't, they don't know how to educate people in, like, the Iraq and everywhere like South Africa and everywhere like such as. <laughs> Don't make so, me do it. Don't so make me play stupid. that 11-year-old a clip. Don't make me do it. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I just I couldn't stop thinking about no, it the first made, time we started talking about South Africa. You made I personally me do it. believe that U.S. Americans <laughs> are unable to do so. Because, because uh, some... some People, People out there, out there in, our nation in our nation don't have don't maps. Have maps. And, uh, and I believe that our education, like such our as education, South Africa South and Africa. The, the Iraq, the everywhere Iraq. like such as. Everywhere like such as. I believe that they should. They should uh, our education, our over, education here, over here in the U.S. should, should help the U.S. Help the U.S. Should help no, South wait, Africa. no, the South it Africa. should help the Iraq and, and the, the Asian The Iraq and the Asian Thank God that buzzer went. we got to be able to build up our future, right? For... In in like uh, South Africa, so the Iraq, and good. the Asian countries, and everywhere like such as, uh, to build up our future. She almost made a mistake and said, "We need to focus on educating our own people." But no, then she realized, "No, no, that's wrong. Uh, this country is way too wealthy. We need to focus on other countries like South Africa and the Iraq and uh, the uh, Asian countries." Uh, everything like such as. <laughs> <laughs> so Still good. priceless. It's so good. Still priceless. It's almost even better now because you can appreciate her mm-hmm. failings trying to get through it. Yeah. And realizing that there is nowhere to go. And she's just waiting for that ding. No, that sound clip is like a it's like a fine wine. Oh, man. It's just gotten better with time. It, it has. It has definitely gotten better with time. <laughs> Uh, This is an interesting story. There was a woman, uh, a Delta Airlines flight attendant, forced a passenger, in fact, several of them, off a plane at Fort Wayne International Airport because the flight attendant got into a dispute with a black woman who was flying over whether or not her phone was turned to airplane mode. What? Robin Rogers of New York said in a post on Instagram that she was unfairly ejected from Delta flight 4527. After the attendant, the flight attendant, asked her to turn her phone to airplane mode. The attendant then stood over Rogers, waiting for her to select the phone setting. Um, Rogers said, I told her I know how to turn on airplane <laughs> mode. You don't have to stand over me. Yeah. I, mean, I would have done the same thing. Yeah, me too. That would bug me. Me too. Okay, first of all, the airplane mode thing... Doesn't matter. No, I mean it's. It's not going to bring down the plane, and everybody knows it now. And so do you. Yeah, and so and do so they. do you. So to but make you, a big deal out of this is ridiculous. All, all that is is a little power play. That's like the crossing guard at the yep. at, by the school. They yep. got the red vest, and they get to have the power play with you on a foot. It's another little grab. And a flight this attendant shouldn't even be as powerful as the crossing guard. <laughs> <laughs> but they that, are. They are. They are. You're darn right they, they are. They have all the power now. So uh, Roger said, then she became agitated and said, if you're going to act like that, then we have to go back to the gate and you can get See? off. So then she says, so I held up my phone to show her that the airplane mode was on. Totally reasonable, right? That's 
You it's go, not like you got up and punched her in the face. You showed her the phone. Look, it's in airplane mode. So she left, came back to her seat, and then notified Rogers that the plane's going back to the gate and she's going to be asked to leave the flight. Oh, my gosh. How pissed off would you be at that point? At that point, oh. it's time to arrest me because I'm yes. going to go ape crap on you. Yes. I won't get violent, I don't think. But most people, gonna most be, people would consider ape crap uh, violent. I'm, but I'm going to be really pissed. Other passengers, listen to this. Other passengers, including a Latina woman who spoke up in the defense of Rogers, were also removed. They're like, hey, she doesn't deserve to be kicked off. Yeah, you're off too. Get off. I. This is unbelievable to me. A total of four adults and a child were removed. Yeah. Five people got a, removed from the flight. The one guy that was took the video. And oh, he, he got, took the video and he was like, what are you doing? What are you, why are you kicking her off? Yeah, you're off too. Oh my gosh. So That's amazing. So Rogers posted the video to show the attendant uh, saying that she asked Rogers repeatedly to turn her phone to airplane mode. Another video at the airport shows an airline employee telling Rogers she was removed because the flight attendant felt unsafe. Shut up. You felt unsafe because she held up her phone and showed you airplane mode? I hate this kind of stuff. I hate these kinds of power plays, especially when you paid hundreds of dollars to, to get on a flight. It doesn't matter where they're going or, or what the flight was. It was hundreds of dollars. You know it was to get there. And then you're booted off the flight. It's, it's just stupid. Delta Airlines representative said the airline accommodated the needs of the stranded passengers. Rogers said Wednesday the airline did not provide hotel accommodations for any of the passengers forced to stay the night. So there wasn't even a flight so they, they could take. So they didn't accommodate No, anybody. they had, and they had to stay the night. Having, first, first of all. Why would I be mad? Having, get, having mm. been uh, removed from the plane, mm-hmm. anything after that is not accommodating. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. We're, we've already passed the, we've been, we, well, we accommodated them. No. No. What, how you would have accommodated me was have the, the flight attendant removed and yeah. me left on the plane. Right. So I can get where I have to go. You know, I don't like to throw racism around, but you got to wonder, okay, was it because she was black and the other person was Latina? I mean, it's possible. I don't know, I don't know at this point because this is a really ridiculous. It's possible. It's also thing possible to throw somebody off the flight. It for is. It. It's also possible that it's just someone you know with the crossing guard syndrome. Yeah, they got power. Just she's on a the power flight trip. attendant, and for you know she's in a bad mood. Uh-huh. Uh, her and hubby, her boyfriend, are fighting, and I told you to put that mm-hmm. thing on airplane mode, and I'm going to wait till you do it, and you're going to do what I say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, how about I don't put it on airplane mode and you walk your little butt back up there that seat bring me a soda how often do they even check if <laughs> uh, your phone's in airplane I mean, mode we've laughed never we've, we've made jokes uh it's never happened to on me. other with other uh uh people flying mm-hmm. on the plane uh, mm-hmm. that because uh, the all right uh we can tell we've got three people that have not turned their phone off you need to turn your phone off yeah we can tell and, and we've all we all laugh like <laughs> oh i know i'm one <laughs> Uh, I've never, I've never been uh, as, as I don't remember ever turning my phone to airplane mode because it's always just in my carry on bag and, and I just put it in there. Oh my God. They don't know what you could have. I could have killed everybody on the plane. I know because the cell tower was sending 
are you, lasers toward the plane I mean, or something? I, I, I don't would, know. I, I don't know how not, that works. I would not tell people. It that. scrambles the signal of the of the uh, controls for the pilot. I mean, that's I, what I think. That's originally what they claimed, and it's just untrue. what they were claiming. But there, it's been nothing could be then. farther from no, the truth. It's just that's ridiculous. Um, that's but, like. You got to wait forty five minutes after eating before you go swimming yes. again. Otherwise, you're going to get a cramp yes. and you're going to drown. No, 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 no honey, nah, that's not really true, no. Grandma. But thank you. I, I'm, I'm going I'm, swimming right I mean, now. I've <laughs> had uh, you know told when you think about uh, turning on uh, electronics on airplanes like that causing problems. I mean, there are chartered flights in this country mm-hmm. every day with mm-hmm. hundreds of people on that plane. Uh, I don't know what for example comes to mind uh, on the weekends, uh, say between Thursday and Sunday, you have uh, college and football teams flying crisscrossing this country on chartered flights to go play football games. Not one of those people on those planes are shutting off electronics. Right. <laughs> Not one. Right. There are private jets yeah. and rented and jets. We've been on them many flying. times. Yes. Because Glenn has uh, and uh, has. Uh, you're not shutting off electronics. Not once have we ever shut off our no, electronics on a private flight. Never. So when never when you hear okay, you've got to shut off your electronics. Do you? Put- uh, well, wait, wait. I will turn it to airplane mode, though. I won't turn it off, but it will be in airplane mode, okay. so that uh, cell signal is not reaching the plane, causing it to crash. Right. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, so I tell you That's what. So ridiculous. Right. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll just put it away until we take off. And it'll keep your little, you can be happy mm-hmm. and we'll move on. Unless we got a pilot who knows, you know, let us know, or a flight attendant uh, listening, who understands how dangerous it can be <laughs> to not switch to airplane mode. Let us know, 888 I mean, you could be uh, brought in for questioning, admitting on the air today. Well, I was, uh, I, just, I was just saying that for entertainment purposes. I didn't really, it's never happened. I don't even have a cell phone, so. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. <then. laughs> uh, Glenn and Tanya started Real Estate Agents I Trust because they were personally frustrated trying to sell their home a few years ago in Connecticut. I watched them go through the process. It wasn't fun. Uh, and we would check in every few months and say, so any bites on it? No. Really? It's a nice house. How come? <sighs> don't, don't even get me started. Uh, the realtor hasn't even done a, an open house yet. I mean, it was that kind of stuff all the time. And so it took, I don't know, two and a half years, I think. It was a long time. It was a long time. They lost yeah. a whole bunch of money on it. They were, they were finally just glad to get rid of the thing and not have to continue the payments. Yeah, it's pretty bad when you have the double payment thing. <laughs> yes. Mm, that's not a good situation. No, it is not. So if you'd like to avoid that situation, got a great way for you to do that. Real estate agents I trust. It's a network of over 1,200 agents all over America they're qualified based on experience and marketing plans. What kind of character do they have? And what kind of results have they gotten in the past for people? Plus, I love this. They're, they're all fans of the show. So you have that going for you right off the bat. You've got that in common. You know who you're dealing with, generally speaking. And uh, and then you're going to go through a much better process. So if you're trying to sell your house and you want to get the most money out of it, of course you do. You want to sell it quickly. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll introduce you to the best agent in your town. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You are listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network.
Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888 <laughs> You a fan of Ed Sheeran, Jeffy? Oh, man. Big fan. I love right? Ed. No, man, who doesn't? I love Ed. Who doesn't? Always wanted to be part of his bossy. Um, his squad yeah yeah he hangs out with uh taylor swift's squad yeah well he used to it's not posse anymore anymore. man that is so passe that you said the word posse it is squad Uh, but i wanted to be part of his posse no it's there is no posse anymore there's that that doesn't exist if you want to be part of his squad then you know maybe you could work that out you want to be a part of a posse you got to get into a time machine and go back to 1996 i don't want to do that Uh, but my wife has recently uh, discovered the splendor oh, yeah. of Ed Sheeran's there's, music. There's plenty of splendor to be had. I'll tell you, every single song sounds exactly the same it's as the, the last. I, you know who loves me here is Sarah Gonzalez, too. Sarah Gonzalez just loves, loves Ed, Ed Sheeran. Oh, man. Really? Just loves Ed Sheeran. I think she has a poster of him up in her office. Oh, my gosh. He's a weird-looking cat, too. He is. But I guess he scores pretty big with the babes. Well, he's Ed Sheeran. Yeah. I think he's making a lot of money. Yes. But, wow, is he getting a lot of plagiarism lawsuits going. Uh, He's on the receiving end of another monstrous lawsuit. $100 million suit by a company claiming the singer ripped off uh, one of Marvin Gaye's classics. Wow. So the company is called Structured Asset Sales, and they filed the lawsuit claiming Ed's song, Thinking Out Loud, is a carbon copy of Gaye's Let's Get It On. Let's get it on. Wow. That's a big hit for him. According, oh, you know, uh, Thinking Out Loud? Yeah. Uh, according to the suit, Sheeran's song has the same melody, rhythms, harmonies, drums, bass line, backing chorus, tempo, syncopation, and looping as Let's Get It On. <laughs> other than that, they're completely different songs. They're nothing alike other than those things. Although. <laughs> I don't know. So I thought, well, let's check it out. Do you, Here's a little bit of uh, Ed Sheeran's right. Thinking Out Loud. So honey, now Take me into your loving arms Yeah, baby. Oh, I love the song. Set in the mood, mama. Kiss me under the light of a thousand stars Let me light a candle here, baby. Place no, that's your hands on my beating heart That's right. Let's just take that right off. Get you a little more comfortable now. That's right. When my hair's all but gone and the memory fades. That's what I'm talking about, Mama. And the crowds don't remember my name. Oh, when's that going to (laughs) happen? I hope really soon. (laughs) I hope the crowds don't remember you very, very soon. That's not going to happen. I'm really, really sick of your song. Here's a little uh, Marvin Gaye, though. Okay, so there's uh, Thinking Out Loud. Here's the song it's supposedly plagiarized. Similarities. You do. The side by side, you do. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a way better song, too. I mean, good golly. It does I mean, no that's comparison. Maybe. Okay, but here's, let, let's do it really quick between the two. So, honey, now. Mm-hmm. Sheeran, obviously. Take me into your loving 
I don't know. What do you think? I think they're onto something. It's pretty I similar. Know. I don't know if it's, it's. I don't know if it's as as drastic as they're claiming. Melody, same rhythm, same harmonies, drums, baseline, I mean, backing chorus, syncopation, tempo. I don't know about that. How long ago was? I mean, Sharon probably wasn't even alive when this song. Nineteen seventy three. Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on. Yeah. So, um, but you know, you could hear it anytime. I know on you can hear it anytime, stations. and maybe he does. And I think you know, isn't that what happens? Other musicians hear other songs. We've talked about well, this before. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's inspiration. You can be inspired, and yeah. a lot of times they talk about the inspiration that they've had, or it's like a tribute to another artist, right. and they don't get sued for that. But. I don't know if you don't say if you don't give any attribution to somebody else. Like maybe Sheeran's never said, you know, I I was a big fan of Marvin Gaye, and in fact, he's influenced some of my music. Right. Well, he may say that now. Yeah, he might. <laughs> Has he commented? Or he on, might say, I've never even heard of Marvin Gaye. I, I don't, I don't right. know a Marvin Gaye song. What am I? Twenty eight years old. I wasn't even. I wasn't yeah. even alive when he was killed. Right. I'm not sure that's true because I. I don't remember what year Marvin Gaye was shot by his father. Remember that? That's how Marvin Gaye died. His dad killed him. Strange, strange situation. Uh, but Gaye's, Marvin Gaye's song was written by a guy named Edward Townsend. <clears throat> uh, oh, and Marvin Gaye in 1973. Townsend died in 2003. And structured asset sales bought one-third of the copyright. So the claim is that one-third of the song's worth is a hundred million dollars they claim the song is worth 300 million there's no way ed sheeran made 300 million from thinking out loud i don't know he made a lot of money i i know but in this day and age when you're not selling as many copies of things but ed's you know his his uh his video downloads and uh other downloads are really high I, mean, I can see where he could make some serious money from it. A uh, hundred million, though. That's you're right. That's an awful lot of money. Uh, Sheeran's single and the album it's on, which is called X, right? It's sold more than 15 million copies. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's a lot. It's been it's played. It's been played on YouTube. Guess how many times it's been played on YouTube? I, I bet you it's been played at least 90. You know, over what 800,000 times? Yes, it's it's well over eight hundred thousand. Okay, okay, it's over a billion, <laughs> over one billion so, times on Utah, YouTube. I mean, that's, is that amazing? That is absolutely phenomenal. The guy's huge, though. You know, phenomenal. I mean, if I know about him, he's he must be huge because I don't know any of the contemporary artists. Do you? I, I don't. I don't listen to music radio ever. Literally ever. I rarely listen to music radio except like when my daughter's in the car. Oh, okay. She's eleven. She she listens to that, but usually she's. Listening. I force she my has, music on my kids. She has. Uh, yeah, no, I listen. I want to hear what they listen to. Yeah, I don't um, because I hate what they listen to. It's garbage, for the most part. It's absolute oh, garbage. Good. No, it's absolute and complete garbage for the most part. There, there's a few exceptions to that, but not very many. And what it's done for them is give them an appreciation of actual music from actual musicians. No, it's given them the appreciation kind of, of of music that their dad liked. But now that's Which it. is actual music by actual musicians. It's okay. people who played instruments and sang songs that they wrote. It's okay. not just, hey, sing this song that this guy wrote and you look really good, so we'll go into the studio and we'll fix it for you with our really cool machinery that can fix your pitch 
and we'll make it sound like you could actually sing because you look good. See, I'm a fan of that. And you sound exactly the same <laughs> as the last girl we did this with and the one before her. I know, but you look better than they but did. But you look almost as good as one of them who uh, just had a bunch of stuff stolen off the iCloud and now it's all over the internet. I mean, today's music scene is just a mess. I it think. is a mess. It's a mess. It is a mess, and it's too bad. It is too there, bad. There are actual, jokes aside, there are actual, some good talent. You know, there's yeah. plenty of my, great talent out there. What has happened, I think, is that my kids recognize that eh, these guys aren't as good as they used to no, be. No, they're not. And I think for the most part, that's true. There, there's some exceptions to that. And Ed Sheeran, I think, is probably a pretty talented guy, but, uh, but he's also a Apparently ripping off a lot of our other artists. Yeah, well, I mean, no wonder they think he's talented. He's ripping off Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah. One of the more talented people who's ever uh, been in the music industry. Uh, in 1984. Yeah, that's when he was killed. So he w- he was killed before Ed Sheeran was born. <laughs> Amazing. That sure is. 888 More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray returns. On the Blaze Radio Network. Hi. We're back. This time, we're pissed. Uh, 888-900-3393. Thanks for uh, being here. Um, I love the uh, burned animal carcass being left on Trump officials' uh, front porch. That's <laughs> one of the really cool highlights of the week, I think. It's been a, it was a, that's a good highlight. Yeah. I don't know that yeah, I would have yeah. pulled that out, but that's a good highlight. Uh, is there, is there nothing that the left won't do in this? They're just escalating this thing like crazy, which is why everybody's so worried now about civil war in this country. It's time to ratchet down the rhetoric. Just a tad. Just a little bit. Just a tad. How about this? Can we all agree? It's not really cool to leave a burned animal carcass on somebody's porch. Can we all agree on that or not? Well, their answer is going to be, well, of course we can agree, but. Yeah, this is too important. We just got to send a signal. Of course we can agree. What, that don't that's you care what about the children? You don't care about the children. What about the children being torn from oh. the arms of their mothers? What as, about that? Oh! As, <laughs> as a side note, uh, the, old, the dad died. Joe Jackson died yeah, this week. Yeah, 89 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, Joe is apparently article. not a good guy. I was reading a whole long article last night on him. Uh, what a good guy he was to mm-hmm, the family. Mm-hmm. But I will say this. He drove them to celebrity status. Yes, he did. Fortune and fame. Yes, he did. But uh, screwed him it up. was a tough ride yeah, along the way. Him. He screwed everybody up yep. mentally around him, that's for sure. And look at him. I mean, look at the whole Jackson family. It's a little bit off. Every single what? one of them. A little bit off. By right? whose grade? <laughs> A normal person's, a normal person's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, think of it. You know, Michael, of course, just a tad off. Hey. I, I let the 12-year-old children. 
Do you think it's okay for a 45-year-old man to sleep with 12-year-old boys who are not related to him? Of course. Of course. <laughs> okay. Well, then you're a little bit off. And then you've got uh, Joe, uh, who is crazy. You've got Rebby. Uh, and um, who was the other one that uh, you know, the older sisters? Just oh, that's right, crazy. Uh, Janet, I don't know if she's crazy. She just seems there seems to be a little. I don't know. The lights are on, but not everybody is home. Whoa. Same with Jermaine. You know, Tito. All, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> it's a little bit different, aren't they? I mean, yeah, not that there's anything that wrong with being different. That's wonderful. It's what makes the world go round. And it's what's made them uh, the Jacksons, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, and they're super talented. So. But, but Joe, you know, put them in a place where it has not been good. They haven't been able, a lot of them have not been able to get out of that place. Uh, I don't yeah. know that even his yeah. death will let them be, be out of that place. I don't know. You, you, you hope they got closure and... And peace. I don't think they did. But I mean, Michael didn't. Right? Michael, I mean, Michael seemed pretty tortured. Yeah. You, you, I mean, to change your look that way, your face that way, your body that way. I, I don't know if he was doing the bleaching thing to his skin or if that really was the vitiligo thing. I, I have no idea. But he obviously had so many surgeries. In fact, they said one of his doctors came out and said toward the end of his life, if he has any more surgeries, his nose is going to fall off. I mean, literally fall off his face. So, yeah, he he was a little tortured. Plus, I really think he was a Peter Pan type. I, I, I don't even know that he did anything to the kids other than just hung out with them. Yeah. There were sleepovers to yes. him. That's that, what I think it was. He seemed to he seemed to think that. Yeah, he did. And he never now, got he that when he was a kid. He didn't realize how inappropriate that was or how bad it looked for a 45-year-old man to be sleeping in the same bed or in the same room with 12-year-old boys not related to him. Well, he built the a rest theme of park for a home. Yeah, yes. And he missed out on his whole childhood because he was performing with the Jacksons, the Jackson 5. And so he lived his childhood when he became an adult and had sleepovers with yeah. Macaulay Culkin because it was really cool to him. And we got to drink Jesus juice together. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, oh. <laughs> So, uh, I I don't know. And Macaulay Culkin, I, did you just read that big article that came out on him? Uh, he's retired. <laughs> uh, that must be sweet to be retired. At, I think he's 32. Well, I'm not sure how old he is now, but he's, he's, he's living, in his 30s. He's living I think. in France. 38, maybe. Lives in France. Also has a home in New York. Uh, independently wealthy, can do whatever he wants, maybe live wherever he wants. He made a couple of videos that he posted not long that were pretty good, kind of uh, filmy videos. I didn't see those. Were, that were kind of cool. Yeah? And uh, that, and he made the one especially because it was around the time when all this news was coming out that uh, Macaulay was you know, doing heroin and, and a mm. big, big druggie, and he was like, um, nope, that's not me. So he wasn't on heroin? No. No, that's good. Um, but he, uh, he said that, that Michael was, they were just friends. Nothing ever happened. He just, they like to do things together. And I just, I, I don't know. I believe it. I do too. Maybe I'm naive, but I believe it. I think that Michael Jackson was more likely asexual than a pedophile. 
Yes. Now, I think there were some cases where he settled some stuff out of court that there may be some argument there. But I don't True. know. We don't know the details Although, of that. But I think for that a lot you of celebrities, to, it'd be just like, "Go away, please. Stop saying this. Say, I don't right. want to deal with if this." You had your Here's family. twenty million dollars. Right. Stop saying it. Right. And and I would make my children stop saying it uh, if mm-hmm. Michael were to give me twenty million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, they I would know have you to tried to get to say it. You really wanted to have your kids have sleepovers at Michael's house so that you could get involved in that, um, but that didn't work out for you, did it? I know you called him many times at Neverland and said, "Hey, uh, any interest in?" Uh, I mean, it's an old, it's one of my old jokes. If you want to go down that road, no, it's one of my I old probably jokes. Shouldn't. I'm happy too. Probably but. shouldn't. <laughs> All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, Kroger is introducing driverless delivery now on their groceries. Just just announced plans to partner with the driverless car company Nuro to deliver groceries using their autonomous vehicles. Wow. The partnership comes as as the largest U.S. grocery uh, players continue to tackle the expensive challenge of the last mile delivery. It's the final step in getting the product to a shopper's home. So you order it online or whatever, and then you you deliver it to the customer. It's getting that it, the expensive part comes in, you know, the driving and the paying of the driver and all that stuff to get them to the yeah. Because usually that delivery is free, isn't it? I, I think that they deliver for free. Well, and usually in the past, uh, overall, that delivery is you <laughs> picking up your own goods. Right. You know, you order yep. it online, you go to the store and pick it up. But they're trying to make home. it even more convenient for people by saying, you don't even have to come get it. We'll we'll ship it right. to you. We'll, we'll deliver it. Walmart is partnering with somebody called Postmates to expand their online yeah. grocery delivery program. Amazon announced that they're working with entrepreneurs who run their own local delivery networks. So everybody's working with somebody to get this delivery thing done, and Kroger's going the way of driverless vehicles. Now, when you start having a bunch of driverless vehicles delivering groceries to people, that's going to make our traffic situation in this country even better, I think. <laughs> Let's have a lot of driverless vehicles with a lot of drivers driving oh, their own car, and I think that's going to go really well. Wait one darn minute. I am not confident in these vehicles. Are you? Uh, wait, wait there. I don't care about the vehicles right now. I'm stuck on, they're going to have a driverless vehicle mm-hmm. deliver the goods to my home, which means I still yes. have to go outside of my house to pick up the groceries. <laughs> yeah, because nobody comes into the house. And I think most people like it that way because I don't, I, don't I don't know who you are. I don't want you coming in my house. So I'll go out to the vehicle and I'll actually hey, pack it if I, if I want to go down to my car, I'll just go pick it up. It I'm, saves you the whole trip there, oh. knucklehead. I'm not going to, if I have to leave my house, I might as well leave it. Uh, one of uh, Kroger's chief digital officers said, we can't just rely on physical stores to reach all of our customers for delivery and pickup anymore. Kroger has more than 2,800 stores. Uh, so if you have like Fred Meyer, that's a Kroger store. Ralph's yeah. is a Kroger store. So all of those up and down California, the Ralph's, isn't that where Ralph's are in California primarily? And Harris Teeter, which I've never oh, heard wow. of. Oh, wow. Harris. Where is Harris Teeter? I don't know. I don't know. But here they're called Kroger. Um, and a lot of the Krogers have, are pretty good. I mean, they're not bad. Yeah. They're no Publix, but they're good. But they're going to begin their partnership this fall. Um, and they said it would be aggressive. So they're going to try to roll this out quickly. Um, where you wow. have high-density populations, autonomous vehicles may not be the best solution, he said. So, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. 
in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you got a bunch of autonomous vehicles driving around in here. Uh, that might not work out really well. <laughs> I'm just not. Con- I'm not convinced yet that that's, these things work really well. They're going to start well, hitting things and people, and people are going to hit them. And that, that's going to be a mess. Be the problem, right? People are going to hit them. I don't know. That's what I keep hearing. But then I see all the reports of these Teslas that have run into people and they run over. They ran over the bicyclist. Uh, they've had the batteries burning up, fires. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who's going to hit who, but I think it's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's why we need to give Amazon the right to drone so they can just drop it on my in my backyard and be done. Well, that's what I want. I I can't wait for that to happen. But then you're going to have problems with the FAA. Oh, you're going to have drones flying around. You've got drones now. all over the place. I mean, <laughs> how many driving is do you bad have? Now? You think driving is bad now? All the people looking up at the drones flying over are going to cause more accidents. <laughs> no. It's going to be agonizing. That's why I can't imagine it actually happening. Okay, just put this on a drone and send it to their house. How many drones? There's going to be so many drones flying over every city in America that you've got all this crowded airspace now and the traffic looking at that? Yeah. That's not a good idea. No, it is not. No, it is not. Some of these innovations may be a tad dangerous. Yeah, I'm not sure how. I mean, the the driverless cars, though, you're you're absolutely right that it's going to be. I mean, if Kroger, you figure there's how many Krogers in, in this neck of the woods? A and, lot. And every store mm-hmm. has, has got to have at least, what, 40? maybe 10 delivery cars? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going low. We'll say yeah. we'll say maybe 10. But, okay, 40. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's a, a really lot, lot of cars. Yeah. That's a lot of vehicles added to the roads. That's, that's why they're saying in sparser populated areas, maybe this works better. And I, I'll give you that. Yeah. Maybe you don't try this. Maybe you don't roll it out in Dallas. Uh, you roll it out in... Uh, Ames, Iowa. Try that, and let's see how the farmers like it. Are you rolling out in the mean streets? <laughs> Just to, you know, because you don't want people out driving the streets. Very true. You roll it out I mean, in some of the more dangerous cities in America. They'll still take pot shots at the autonomous vehicle, but at least nobody will be in there right. to be hurt. So that's a good idea. All right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray is here. Uh, we were talking about the safety issue that is putting your your phone in safety mode or airplane mode, which is, of course, safety mode. But switching it to airplane mode when you're flying, because uh, one passenger who took a minute or two to put her phone in airplane mode got kicked off the plane. Uh, silly thing to fight over with a flight silly. attendant. Says, Real Stop silly. it. Leave her alone. Um, I don't know that I've ever switched my phone to airplane mode and so far but maybe the next one maybe that's where it goes straight down right and you don't know look there may have been some, some close calls up in the uh the cockpit that you're not aware of <laughs> when you true. were flying so it's true yeah that's right 
maybe they were just so gifted in the as pilots they were able to overcome yeah. the fact that I had it in cell mode. Yeah, I mean, if we went back and listened to the black box uh, audio, it might say that uh, we're aware that somebody's got their their phone out, but we can't do anything about it now. <laughs> but it's taken everything we've got to keep right. this thing in the air. Right. Uh, at uh, Pat Unleashed, Mc Fifty Five tweets out uh, Mythbusters proved that only old cell phones from the early eight, uh, 90s were anywhere near the frequencies used by airplanes. Okay. Uh, from Tom, yeah, it's so unsafe. That's why the airlines sell you Wi-Fi service on board. <laughs> yeah. Well, they do. And they, yeah. And, and you can have your phone on during the flights. What their, what their argument is is, take is, off is and during landing. takeoff and landing. <laughs> Still, that's stupid. Shut up. Uh, from Shelly. I flew home from Chicago Monday. Didn't put my plane, uh, my phone in airplane mode. Oh my gosh, we safely landed in Minneapolis. I mean, Whew, you people, that was a close one. You're living dangerously. You people, I don't know that I'd admit that in public. Right? Yeah, that's still a. You're gonna get a knock on the door from the TSA. You aren't lying. And the FAA uh-huh. and any other AA and the NCAA. <laughs> NCAA is coming to your house. You don't want an NCAA investigation. No, you do not. No, you, do not. you won't be able to participate in any other tournaments. Congratulations to uh, Jurassic World. Fallen Kingdom earned another $12.267 million on its sixth day of release. Uh, so it's hmm. now uh, up to uh, sa- over $800 million. Oh, that's uh, worldwide? $800 million? Yes, that's worldwide, yes. Yeah. Uh, domestic, it's uh, 193 It's a lot. So it'll crack 200 soon, and they're still mm-hmm. like... Okay, so you know that's mm-hmm. no problem. I want to see that. Have you seen that yet? No, this weekend because I saw Incredibles too this past weekend. And Incredibles just topped five hundred. Incredibles million. again. That was pretty good. It wasn't great. It wasn't as good as the first one. No, I don't it wasn't. Think, but it, was not, it was good. It was not as good as the first one. <laughs> Seems like the critics it. liked it more than I did. I enjoyed it, but uh, Jurassic World this weekend. Yeah, uh, I'd like I'll to see, see that too. this weekend, and because I uh, I promised uh, I promised the Dingleberry that he'd, I'd watch it with them on Saturday. You promised. The Dingleberry? Yeah, my uh, youngest okay. son. He knows who he is. All right. So the Dingleberry knows he's the Dingleberry. Yeah, of course right. he does. Okay, good. But anyway, you promised to take him ah, to Jurassic World. We'll see it this Saturday. So it's Jurassic World is up to $800 million. How much is Incredibles 2 at? No, they just broke $500 million. Worldwide? Yeah. What is that domestically? Does it say? No, it didn't say. But you know, look, they're they're not going to do as good as the first time around, right? But they're still probably doing, not. Yeah, probably not. Um, the film you know how long it's been since the first one? Fourteen right? years. Right. In fact, it's been so long that the uh, actors who voice the parts come on before the movie. Yeah, and that was interesting. And do this little thing about how that, long it's been. And that was good. That and that we're you know we're, yeah we're all like a hundred years old now. Yeah, yeah but. Uh, It'll be worth the wait. You'll see. Yeah, it's well worth the wait. Yeah, that's what they said. My my daughter thought it was. Really? You know, she's eighteen my now. Kids, she, my kids so liked she was, it too. She was four when that came out. Oh my gosh, she was four years old when that first came out. Now she's eighteen. She she thought it was worth the wait. I kind of did. I disagree with that. Yeah, I, I did. And the numbers for Jurassic World are kind of <clears throat> below what they what they you know some of the other Jurassic's. But look, it's been only four years, right, since the last one. Yeah, not a bunch of time. This the last Jurassic World. There had been a long window. 
before before mm-hmm. a new one. So uh, you know those up against it, it's been four years. But I got to tell you, I, th- I think that's a we'll talk about another another strong series, man. You're looking at you've got they've got at least three or four left in them, right? Jurassic, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, how many times can you do this? I don't know, but it's, doesn't they're the, still I mean, pretty good. Based on the trailer, doesn't the whole island blow up? They're still pretty good. Oh, it was the only island <laughs> it's on, on the, the trailer. Planet. It's on the trailer. We can't hear you through the. No, we can't hear you, Chris. We, got Cruz, and we don't producers. want to. Chris is arguing with us through to. the double pane window. I think he's arguing with you. Bad mouthing Jurassic World is really what he was doing. <laughs> Not bad mouthing it. Did you love it, Chris? Did you see it? And you loved it. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. <clears throat> I am too. Uh, Aztec human sacrifices. <laughs> it's kind of a strange uh, segue. Speaking because of dinosaurs, really, there was Aztec no segue. human sacrifices. <laughs> Aztec human sacrifices far more widespread and far more grisly than previously thought, according to archaeologists. Now, I wow. wait. The Aztecs. I, I thought that they were all loving, wonderful, peaceful people who didn't hurt a fly when Cortez showed up and destroyed them. <laughs> I thought that they all sat around and played harps all day and just sang to one another. Now, what was that? What? Well, there was there was a stupid movie not long ago that uh, showed that time where it was how violent it was and the human sacrifices they had. What was they it? They were freaking brutal. Yeah, they just uh, found. Let's see, a gruesome trophy rack near the site of one of the main temples in the Aztec capital that is now it's now called Mexico City. Uh, it was something else before. I can't pronounce. Um, now they 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 say that they found just the tip of the iceberg. There was an entire skull tower. After they had first, they what they did was cut the still beating heart out of the people that they're sacrificing. So they cut their heart out of their body as it's still beating. Then they cut their head off, and then they saved the skulls in the skull tower that was the size of a basketball court. Nice. They want you to be able to. I'll show you your heart. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so these are just wonderful people that were, you know, just loving and held in hands and singing love songs to one another, <laughs> just growing flowers, daffodils, daisies, and then Cortez, the white guy from Europe, showed up and killed them all. Bastard. Yeah, that's not safe. Now they say, so that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, So they're slowly uncovering the vast scale of human sacrifices that they performed that are pretty grisly and pretty ugly. The bodies were, uh, of course, decapitated priests, removed their, oh, they also removed the skin and muscle from the corpse's head. Nice. So that's, that's always fun to hear. Uh, Large holes were carved into the sides of the skulls allowing them to be placed onto large wooden poles. And then a lot of times the skulls were made into masks for the warriors to wear when nice. they went into battle, which is fun too, because I'm surprised that they ever had battles. I thought they were peace-loving, wonderful, you know, just beautiful spirits. Well, you, when you said they went into battle, what they were talking about is they put the skull on when they were gardening. Oh, okay. All right. All right. The battle with the weeds. Yes. As they weeded their gardens. Yes. They had the skulls. Yes. That's skull mask on. Skull mask. Yeah. <laughs> and you can only wear those once, which is why you had the you know the skull garden. Right. Uh, right. Just 
just remember okay. the movie Apocalypto? That's what I, the one I was thinking of. Two thousand six. The Mel Gibson. I've never seen it. it. No, but... it's a pretty big guy movie. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's from about the Mayan kingdom, and it's in the decline and how violent it was, and they show this human sacrifices. Mayans, though, not Aztecs, right? Yes, Mayans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they, yes, these were brutal people. Yeah. These people were not just growing daffodils and daisies, <laughs> singing and love songs sharing, to one another. They didn't, weren't using the skulls just to haul water back for <laughs> no. the young kids. No, oh. no, they weren't. Huh. Uh, all Weird. right. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. And Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, I don't know if we're concerned enough about this uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez victory. 28-year-old grassroots activist just uh, pulled off the biggest upset of the election year, that's for sure. She defeated a 10-term congressman, been there for 20 years, Fourth-ranking Democrat in the House. She's 28 years old. She's a socialist, and she beat him in the primary. So, I, should we be concerned about this? I know. I know. Socialists taking office under the guise of being Democrats. Should we be concerned that socialists have already taken over the Democrat Party, and then the Democrats turn around and call Republicans extremists? Wait a minute, you guys are, you're a socialist party now, and we're the extremists? No, no, nothing could be further from the truth. And she didn't just win being outraised 10 to 1, she won by 15 points. That's amazing. (laughs) I mean, wow. Now everybody's saying Crowley was kind of, I don't know, lazy, didn't get out. That's what I mean. That was my argument yesterday. It was that you know she was out just campaigning, and mm-hmm. he was. Uh, and it's you know, a poor area, care. and she's promising them all kinds of give it. Well, that's the problem. And that's what. And yeah. that, Bill O'Reilly was the one who said that this morning. And Glenn was talking about that it was a poor area, and she was promising them everything, and she was out glad handing everyone, promising them the moon. But that's and, the problem in the United States of America. We are supposed to fight against that being, you know, a handout. People. We're, we're not the people who want handouts. If we need a hand up from time to time, that's one thing. But we're not looking for handouts. Or we're not supposed to be. We're supposed to be a nation that likes to go out and earn what we have. Yeah, those days are gone, my friend. They're just gone. And that's socialism. That's the slow creep of this socialist movement infecting our country from the inside out. You know, the communist often said, America will never be defeated uh, from a foreign 
army. Nobody ever can ever come into the United States and just overrun it. It's too big. It's too powerful. It's too well-armed. Um, and it would just take too much to do that. But you could defeat it from within by making it collapse on itself. Well, And that's what they're doing. Yeah, That's know, what they're trying to do. I know uh, Frank Luntz uh, tweeted this uh, poll with the percentage of Americans who say it's absolutely important to live in a democracy. Okay, mm-hmm. Percentage of Americans who say it's absolutely important to live in a democracy. 18 to 25-year-olds, 34%. Now, I will say mm-hmm. I'm with you on the it's not a democracy, but... Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we're, I'm, I'm but they're thinking democracy that. in the way we mean republic. Okay. 18 to 29-year-olds, 39%. Okay, mm. So you still have anybody under 30, you have a bigger percentage of people that it's not important to live in a democracy. Yeah, they don't care. They, they don't, don't, they don't care. know the dangers of socialism and communism. They don't know. So anyone over 30, you get 30, 39, you get 55%, still... Quite a bit of people there, 59%, 40 to 49, and 60 to 64, 68%. Anybody over 65, 77% think that it's absolutely important to live in a democracy. I mean, I would venture to say, as I go down this, I was uh, originally I was looking at it going, wow, under 30, you've got you know 60% of, 60 and 65% of the people saying it's not important to live in a democracy, but... You got people between thirty and fifty years old, and there's still forty or forty-five percent of you that is not important to live in a democracy. It's amazing. That's a that's a big issue. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's horrifying. It can't freak would believe that. That's <laughs> what I'm telling you, Jeffy. It's horrifying. All right, the children. Uh, she also she said things like, um, "This twenty-eight-year-old that won uh, in the wealthiest nation in the world." Working families shouldn't have to struggle. What? What's being the wealthiest nation in the world have to do with that? Of course, some people are going to struggle. You can't guarantee that nobody's going to struggle. It is the struggle that makes you strong. How many of us started out with nothing? I, I didn't have anything. My parents weren't wealthy. They didn't place me in an Ivy League school. You have to go out and work. And in the beginning, we were dirt poor and struggled. Of course you should struggle. She said, it's time for a New York that's good for the many. I am an educator, organizer, democratic socialist. Man, she just gets it out there, too. Yes, she does. And born and raised New Yorker running to champion working families in Congress. It's well past time that we in New York 14 had a true lobbyist-free representative who lives in our community and fights on behalf of Bronx and Queens families. This movement for Congress is about education and health care. Yeah, it's about free education and free health care. It's about housing. It's about free housing, by the way. Jobs, guaranteed jobs. Justice and civil rights. It's all about preparing for the future of our environment energy and infrastructure it's about championing the dignity of our neighbors and it's about getting money out of politics 
It's about oh, I can't take getting it. as much free stuff as you want That's exactly, think of. That's exactly what it's... Uh, and listen to all the free stuff she's promising people. It's funny because, how the stuff of uh, living your life here in the United States, that uh, how struggle has become such a bad thing. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. You shouldn't have to struggle. What do you mean you shouldn't have? Of course you should have to struggle. What are you talking about? How do you think you're going to get strong? If you don't have any resistance against you, you're not going to build your muscles. It's just pathetic. All of these things are bad words now. Being cu- becoming wealthy is terrible. Struggling is terrible. Uh, I, you know, if you have to pay for your education, that's ridiculous. Well, that's a struggle. If you have to pay for your health care, that's ridiculous. If you have to pay for the place you live, that also is ridiculous. And unless a job is guaranteed to you. Oh, I'm sorry. What kind of country would allow that? I don't know. A free one? <laughs> An entrepreneurial one? A free market society would allow that kind of thing. Wow, this is just so dangerous, so and, bad. And the the place I live better be nice. I don't want one of those dumps. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. So if we're going to guarantee everybody everything, jobs, homes, how big does the home have to be? How nice is it going to be? Oh, believe me, we'll get bogged down into that fight. Oh, I better believe it. There's no way you you wouldn't. I can't live in this in this dump. Right. 950 square foot one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I need a place like my parents had. It's got to be 4,000 square feet in the suburbs. What is this crap? Although these millennials now, we were just reading oh, yeah. the other day, there's yeah, a yeah. big movement toward, uh, they, they're bored with the suburbs. The suburbs suck. Uh, we, we want the excitement of the city, and that's why uh, single housing uh, homes right. are a thing of the past. They're, they're thinking that eventually a single-family home will be phased out because these millennials want to live in the city where the action is. Right. I see that all the time on the, you know, uh, on, on the home shows, you know, where they're looking for places, HGTV. Uh, they're always featuring people that want to be where the action is. Yeah. I want to be about around restaurants. We don't want to be too bars. far. From, we don't be too far from where things are going on. I want to be within walking distance of everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then don't complain to me about your you know eight thousand dollars thousand square foot place. Okay. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And don't cl- cl- complain to me about the debt that you're incurring. Plus, it's so you don't, uh, you know, it's really, it's kind of ends up being weird thinking because if you're within walking distance of everything, like when you, if you were, if you live in Manhattan, mm-hmm. if you don't, someone told me this once and, and I, I, before I had worked there and then once you start working in Manhattan, you can see how it would happen easily. If you live in Manhattan, you could not leave your block and get everything you need to live forever. Whatever block your building is on, you, there's stores and restaurants, you know, within that block radius, mm-hmm. you would never have to leave that block. So unless you work someplace else in Manhattan, like if you were to work from your home, from your apartment that you live in, mm-hmm. you you would never leave that block. You live in the biggest city in the world, one of the biggest cities in the world, stay in one block. <laughs> I, I believe it. I mean, I can see how it could happen. I believe it. Depending on where you work, I guess. 
if you didn't have to take the subway somewhere, yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying if you work from home, you would. Yeah, if you work at home, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only way that you get out is moving, going somewhere else. But a lot of younger people who work here, the millennials, live in the city, right? They live downtown Dallas, and where the action is, they they really do want to be where that stuff is. I keep a place fine. I'm not going to ever do that stuff. I'm not. I don't want to be anywhere near it. (laughs) (laughs) So. It makes sense well, you that I'm live, you know, way out of the center of the city, and they're right in the heart of it. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're when when you're like you used to be out with the nightlife every night, that's when you want to live in the city. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I was ever out with the nightlife every night. But really? Yeah, I mean, I would, once in a while, maybe, but you know, not exactly Mr. Party Guy. <laughs> so. Well, not now. Well, I was saying earlier, though. <laughs> Pretty much not then either. So, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. According to this, according to this uh, uh, article on Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, yes, we're in the middle of a socialist revolution in this country. Amazing. A so maybe we revolution. should be. Maybe I should be more worried than I uh, am. You should be. More I just feel. I just kind of felt like it wasn't. It had more to do with. Uh, it just the, keeps happening. I, you know, from Bernie Sanders to this person, and there's that other Sanders. Uh, and I will say the the protege. She's 28. Yeah, she's going to be there a long not, time. Yeah, she's not the 80 year old Bernie Sanders. Right. This is a young, yeah, attractive, vibrant young woman who's who's got all these great ideas about how to make everybody's yeah. life great. Okay. All right. On the backs of somebody else. That's perfect. That works no, every time. No, not on the backs of other people. Just no, the government. The, the government will pay yes, for it all. You. Sure, right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. Sorry. Uh, losing weight and keeping it off can be tough, but there is something that will definitely help. It's Riduzone. Riduzone is a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged dietary supplement. And I. it's really important to me that it not be loaded with chem- chemicals. Um, I don't like that. And I so I look for things that are natural, and this is. They've taken the good stuff in olive oil, and they created this patented product that contains OEA, which boosts your metabolism and reduces your appetite. Those two things, going to help you lose weight every time. So if you're in a struggle, and maybe you've hit the age where it's even harder than it used to be to lose weight, Order Riduzone today at riduzone.com. Enter the promo code PAT and they'll give you 30% off a three-month supply. That's riduzone.com. Use the promo code PAT and get 30% off a three-month supply. Time to make it happen. Riduzone.com. PAT Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-933-93. And at Pat Unleashed, where Muffer Squish has just tweeted, the shadow ban has already started. Pat can't see any of my tweets. Clearly, right? Clear, Obviously. I know if he could, he would read them. On the air, because they're all fabulous. <laughs> Either that or Jeffy is holding a grudge because of all the fat jokes. 
It's, well, uh, I mean, that's possible. Yes. That could happen. Either one of those things if are I equally possible. If I cared, it would be possible. You're saying you don't care? Not really. When people call you Mr. Fat. I didn't say that. Okay. Uh, I'm not. Uh, the, the fat jokes online, uh-huh. I don't have to read them. I don't, I don't care. Oh, okay. Other people can read them. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But people if I were to say something, then it would be well, it damaging to you. It hurts. It's a, it's, <laughs> a little liar. I, bu- I, the bullying it hurts, never seems to stop. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of crap. <laughs> I mean, right there is a perfect example. It's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. How it just hurts, it hurts, it hurts, and you never let it stop. I mean, you might as well just take a gun and just stab me. Uh, all right, thank you, Jeffy, for those words. Uh, it really touched my heart deeply. Or you hit me right where I live. It sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it meant a lot. To no, you. it did. It meant it meant a lot, and I'm going to take that into consideration the next time I call you Mr. Fatty Fat Fat. So it's uh, you know it'll make me think twice. Well, not twice, but like once, maybe one and a half times. Uh, not that many, but I'll think. <laughs> Thank you. It may that's not all, look. That's all I can ask. Yeah, I'll think, but it may not have anything to do with you. But I will. I will continue to think. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Kamala Harris has really hit the nail on the head. Of uh, as usual, yeah, as, as always. Uh, yeah, okay. Thank she's you. Terri- she's terrific. She is terrific, and she's gotten right to the heart of the matter on Anthony Kennedy's retirement. Uh, she was on Chris Matthews and. Man, oh my she, gosh. she nailed it. Talk about the brain trust. What's it going to look no like kidding. if he gets his pick? If Trump gets what he wants here? What's uh, the court going to look like for the next 30 years? We're looking at a, a, a uh, destruction of the Constitution of the United States, as far <laughs> as I can tell, based on all of the folks that he's been appointing thus far. We are looking at the destruction of the Constitution of the United States. What? Wow. From from constitutionalists? Really? That They're the ones? Not the old woman who doesn't care about the U.S. Constitution that's on your side. Not Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who said it was old and dusty and a piece of crap, and I wouldn't look to it for advice on anybody's political document in this country. I would look to South Africa and Canada for advice on how to craft a Constitution. She's not the danger. Neil Gorsuch is the guy that... uh, the last guy that Trump nominated yeah. and did become a Supreme. That's the threat to the, she's never even thought about the U S constitution. I, this is just despicable. It's stuff. funny how they, how Kennedy is all of a sudden oh. a hero. You know, I was, I know looking at this, this, uh, I know. Uh, uh, Donald USMC 21 years tweeted us, mm-hmm. uh, and brings up the point. Uh, it's funny, isn't it? Uh, justice Kennedy was uh, appointed to SCOTUS by president Reagan was considered a conservative. He was the Trump vote in the two newest decisions. Now the left thinks they're losing a judge. Please. Yeah. I mean, Kennedy was right on the last, like, four or five, maybe six judgments. He was on the side of the of the conservative justices. Yeah, he was a swing vote for the left on gay marriage and some other things. Same-sex marriage, That yes, he really believed in that. Um, so from that standpoint, I guess you, you could – but he's – He's not consistently liberal. He's not. He's not consistently liberal or conservative. He was a wild card there. 
Uh, but she continued, uh, and she has so Our much for lifetime wisdom. appointments. He has been appointing ideologues. He has been ideologues. appointing people who have refused. Yeah, because Sotomayor wasn't an ideologue, and Elena, no. Kagan, Elena Kagan wasn't an ideologue. God, what garbage. Used to agree that Brown v. Board of Education is settled law. He has been appointing people who haven't even been found to be well qualified or even qualified by bar associations. So this has got to be one of, and we all need to understand this to be one of the most Mm -hmm. serious fights that we have yet to have had with this president. Uh And we cannot relent. We are going to have to Uh fight to the the end to make sure that we can do do anything and everything that is possible Mm -hmm. to require this president to choose a consensus pick. You can't require him Talk to, to Democrats. The, the position is going to be filled. There's no such thing as a consensus pick. <laughs> that I can categorically state to you right now. There's no such thing. Wow. You can't reach a consensus with these extremist radicals on the left. There's no such thing. They don't want to hear it unless you, it's 100% them. Right. That's it. That's exactly right. Did they go for a consensus pick when Obama was in office? No, they went with extreme left-wing ideologues like Sonia Sotomayor, who so far has voted more liberally, more extreme than even Ruth Bader Ginsburg. She's the most extreme left-wing person on the bench. So don't tell me that you're looking for a consensus pick. Shut up. The only time they want a consensus pick is when there's a Republican president. Oh, now you guys are doing it. This isn't fair. We need. What about a consensus pick? You come across the aisle, and it. Uh, I'll tell you what. If, if they uh, if they don't let us, uh, if they don't postpone the vote until after the midterm election, that's a, a, a it's wrong, criminal. <laughs> is it Chuck? I can't agonizing. Take it from these people right now. It's really hard. It's it's really hard to be, you know, uh, to to try to at least listen to their point of view and not explode on them because they're so but stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hypocritical. It's so wrong on every issue. On every issue. And it's just tiresome. To try to correct them all the time. Well, it takes a lot of work. And, and, and part of the problem is too. And you're right. It, that's when we throw our hands up because uh-huh. it, it's you know it's overwhelming the system. It's Overton windowing everything. Right. It's bringing everything back, and it's never it's never enough. They keep telling you it'll be enough, but it never will be. Doesn't matter. And so mm-hmm. finally, it's like, okay. okay. Finally, they wear us down, and we give up. That's usually what happens. Right? I know. That's sadly what, what happens most often. I mean, that's what's been going on now for a number of years. And, I mean, at some point, and hopefully sooner than later, we do have to stop doing that. Look how We they, have to say, you know what? No. Look how they wore us down on the Hillary email thing. I mean, that just went on and on and on and on. And we heard their excuse after excuse after excuse. And it was like, okay, shut up. I don't even want to hear about it anymore. Right. We're done. Forget about it. Okay, just leave her alone. I don't even care anymore about the email server, the illegal email server Hillary Clinton set up. Whatever, leave, leave her alone. <laughs> I don't even want to hear about it. 
Yeah, she's a criminal and she took millions of dollars. So what? So what? Just leave her alone. I don't want to hear about it anymore. Yes. If I could just stop hearing about the email scandal. And, you know, the same kind of thing happened with Benghazi, even though people should have been oh, still held accountable be. for that. Yes. Four Americans died. I mean, that was one of the most serious things that happened under Obama and Hillary. And nobody. Nothing. Nobody had any consequences at all from it. Nothing. They just left them out there to uh, die and and called off all help that was willing to go and help them. It didn't matter. And save lives. Didn't matter. Nope. Didn't. None of it mattered. It's it's amazing. Really amazing. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, if you like. Yeah, I noticed you, again, you went through most of the day today. You didn't mention at Jeffy MRA when you mentioned Twitter. Uh, and uh, You just took care of that. And yeah, but when you say at Pat Unleashed, you, and at Jeffy MRA, you can just throw that in there. I don't, I don't even know where you are if you have a thing on the I have a interwebs. thing? I don't even know about your interwebs things. I don't. I could show you some interwebs I don't know things. what disgusting things you're doing on the internet. I don't <laughs> want to know. Okay? So, <laughs> I'd rather just... Uh, turn a blind eye to it and uh, let you talk about it if you must because uh, I'm not I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> okay. I mean, all of it's not all right. bad. <laughs> all of it? All of it's not bad. All right. So there are a couple of good things maybe? Absolutely. Uh, we've got some good things to tell you about. Like we we got to share this with you uh, in, in a few minutes. Uh, the hot dog water that is really good for your health. I want to start. I'm going to start doing ads for them. I'm going to talk to them about doing ads for them because it looks you need like to it's talk good to them for your health. This, this is a tremendous product. It's it's uh, what it sounds like. It is a gigantic bottle of water with a hot dog in it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so good. And it only costs 38 bucks. And not only does it look good, it's good oh, for you. You're right. So we'll tell you about some of the benefits that you'll get from this $38 product coming up here in a few minutes. Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, and it Pat unleashed on Twitter. Uh, Jeremy in Pennsylvania, you're on the blaze. Hi, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I noticed in your clip of Kamala Harris that she mentioned the American Bar Association mm-hmm. would not uh, approve of Donald Trump's picks to the court. Yeah, they don't have to. Well, they don't have to. I'm a member of the American Bar Association, Mm -hmm. and they are just crazy progressive. I bet. I I don't think that's a a good source to say, hey, look, these guys don't approve of them. Right. Of course they don't. (laughs) They're not reliable, and they're not credible. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. You don't even have to be a judge. You don't have to be a lawyer to be a Supreme Court justice. You just have to know the Constitution. You have to be a constitutionalist. 
And so that's the important thing. That's why a, a guy like Coral, although Mike is a lawyer too, but uh, that's why a guy like Mike Lee could be appointed to the Supreme Court because he's a constitutionalist. He yeah. knows the Constitution. Now, he's a senator, so I'd hate to lose him in the Senate, but he would make a fantastic Supreme Court justice, as would his brother Thomas Lee, who is on the U.S. or on the Utah Supreme Court. Right. And um, they've already, I mean, they've set, again, with the precedent, but they've set that uh, over, I don't know, the last 40 years or whatever, that mm-hmm. you have to be a judge already. And, yeah, but you don't. And, right. No, I understand. You don't. I mean, you could, just like to be Speaker of the House, you don't have to be a congressman. It's it's kind of weird, and they always are, and we've right. never you know gone against that press that that tradition. But you could, you could, we could we we could. I mean, the president could appoint a baker to the U.S. Supreme Court if he wanted to. <laughs> probably probably <laughs> wouldn't probably wouldn't be confirmed, but you could nominate the baker and see how he fared. It'd be kind of fun, actually, to watch. Fantastic. You imagine how the Democrats would go absolutely out of their minds. Uh, I, I love his cannolis. I figure I'd give uh, whatever. A shot. I just let's try it. I met him at Burger King the other day, and he <laughs> said he had a bakery and they make some cakes. So good. You know, there's a Burger King in. Uh, speaking of Burger King, there's a Burger King in Louisiana that I'm trying to make sense of this story. So, the Louisiana in, in a town in Louisiana, the police officers pull up and order something through the drive-through. Uh, the drive-through. Uh, people working the drive-thru don't answer, don't say anything, and then finally come to the speaker, and when the police officers ordered a, a hamburger, they said, yeah, we're out. We're out of that, too. We're out. We're, we're out of everything. And so the police officers come up to the window. They laugh. They say, we're not serving you. We're, we're, we're not doing it. And they won't serve them. Okay? So the police department posts a letter trying to get a hold of the, the manager and the owner, and they post a letter on their Facebook page. Well, the manager is all wound up now because he claims that he's uh, he's called the police department several times trying to get this resolved. The police department said, um, "No, we have no uh, no notes of no messages or anything from missed calls from the Burger King owner," and uh, the owner has demanded an apology and uh, and a retraction from the story. And uh, the, police, no. the police department told him, uh, "Don't wait." Because there won't be a retraction, which I'm in love with this Louisiana police department. But he claims that his excuses, or this is the manager's excuse, all right, that his employees, who he claims have been fired, all right, for being poor employees, uh, didn't wait, didn't serve the people at the drive-thru uh, because they were just police officers, they just didn't want to serve anybody that night. So it didn't matter that they were police officers. So to say that they didn't serve uh, because they were police officers is wrong. Oh, so he's he's just said they stopped serving everybody. He said that that's what he he said. That they it. stopped serving they, the people behind. They him? just refused service to people who just happened to be police. No, I don't believe that. Right. Yeah, that's a that's a lie. Right. <laughs> But I do love the fact that he's asking for this retraction of their Facebook post and the police department were like, uh, no, 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 don't wait. (laughs) Good for them. Yeah. Uh, Yes, absolutely. Good. This is another uh, dangerous precedent that we're starting to see set all over the country. People uh, not serving police officers. Not having any respect for anything. 
Yeah, it's bad. Hey, we're just in a we're in a bad place right now. I mean, uh, it sure feels that way. It is, and it goes way. back to even not serving. Go back to to the Red Hen, right? The Red Hen restaurant. Mm-hmm. Does she have the right to say no? Hey, get out of yeah, here! It's Sarah. probably it's legal. Absolutely, she does. And mm-hmm. if she wants to do that, she can go right ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Fine, mm-hmm. no problem. But the point being, why? What's the just serve the dinner? Who? How is that hurting anyone? Mm-hmm. If you don't want to serve. No problem. Yep. Have a nice day. It's fine. Yeah. I just don't understand why it's such a, you have a moral conviction over serving somebody dinner. Why did you open a restaurant? It's also stupid because are you going to deny food to half of your clientele now? Because around half of them, maybe not in Virginia, maybe it's, I don't know, it should probably be pretty close to half. Virginia is not that, it's kind of a purplish state. And so probably 45 to 50% of her customers are going to be supporters of the Republican Party. Yeah. Uh, so are you willing well, to lose them all? And I bet you the uh, the, the area, the downtown uh, area, her little uh, Main Street district is uh, a lot of Trump supporters for sure, which is why she stepped down mm-hmm. from the uh, the uh, the committee from that, that board. Takes, yeah. takes care of uh, uh, viability, economic viability. Oh, sure that didn't affect any of it no i right triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three uh and in this battle that continues to uh flare up over uh the who the next person that may be donald trump's supreme court nominee uh the left is going absolutely out of their minds and uh it's time to remind them about a couple of things that happened in the past Like what Mitch McConnell said in 2013 when uh, a guy named Harry Reid, who I think was a Democrat, uh, said (laughs) that uh, we're just going to go to a simple majority. We're going to we're going to pull the nuclear option and uh, we don't need 60 votes to uh, approve a justice. We just need a simple majority. 50 plus one. That's it. That's all we need. And Mitch McConnell stood up and said something that they might want to think about uh, at that time. Here's what he had to say to them. Once again, Senate Democrats are threatening to break the rules of the Senate, break the rules of the Senate in order to change the rules of the Senate. And over what? Over what? Over a court that doesn't even have enough work to do? The majority leader promised. He promised over and over again that he wouldn't break the rules of the Senate in order to change them. If you want to play games, set yet another precedent that you'll no doubt come to regret. Say to my friends on the other side of the aisle, you'll regret this, and you may regret it a lot sooner than you think. I love that. (laughs) I absolutely love that. Over the same issue. Uh, yeah. You're going to come to regret this, and you're going to come to regret it in 2018 when Donald Trump is president. Now, he didn't know some of those details, but he knew the rest of it. They're going to regret it really soon. Five years later, here we are. Okay. Again, you made your bed. Now you get to lay in it. Yep. You get to wallow in it. You get to snuggle up all in the bed that you made. Douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> Just I can't take it. 
But this is, it's fantastic. I don't know if they think we forgot about all the things that happened in the past, but there's something called um, video, uh, uh, digital uh, tape, digital recordings, huh. um, and we can play things like that. And it, show, it shows things that happened in the past? Yeah, is it? yeah. It's like, uh, and they're not even ghosts. It's the actual image from that time. It's really a stunning wow. technology. I bet you they don't even know that. Incredible breakthrough. I they, bet they don't. They act like they don't know I, about they, it. They, act, they certainly don't care. Because every time something happens they've done in the past, they act like it's never happened before. Just keep going. <laughs> I just... Just keep going. I don't know. How stupid do you think we are? We're not that stupid. But what I also love are some of the analysts that are just... They're already predicting the end of Roe v. Wade. Jeffrey, How is that possible? Jeffrey Tubin on CNN uh, told Brooke Baldwin yesterday that Roe v. Wade is doomed. Listen to this. Let's talk about what America is going to be like that's different. Okay. Oh, no. You are going to see Mm -hmm. 20 states pass laws banning Mm -hmm. abortion outright. Good. Banning abortion. And because they know Uh that there are now going to be five votes on the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Right. And abortion will be illegal in a significant part of the United States in, in 18 months. In there 18 is just months? No doubt about that. And that's no doubt why these it. seats matter so much. I wish I had the confidence he does. Now, he's There's obviously no presenting that as a really terrible thing. In, in less than 18 months, we will not be able to murder babies in some states. Do you know the ramifications of that? That means more people will be born. More women, more blacks, more Hispanics. And yes... More white people. And those of you in the market for baby mm-hmm. body parts mm-hmm. won't be able to purchase them. Nope. Some baby body part businesses might go out of business as a result of this. There might be some Planned Parenthood operations that maybe even shut down. Well, then oh where gosh. do you get those services? Because oh there's no such thing as another medical clinic or a hospital around that does the same kind of thing. <laughs> in fact, that does a lot more than Planned Parenthood does. For women's health. <laughs> well, I wish I had the I wish I had the confidence that Jeffrey Tubin does that this will be over in in twenty well, months, I, in eighteen months. Really, I mean, obviously, right? He's proposing it, making it sound like a bad thing, but it is. It, It'd be it a really great thing. Can't be that fast, right? There's nothing. There's nothing on the docket. If, to like hit he the says, Supreme Court, if Texas nothing. and others challenge it now by banning abortion. It'll go directly to the court system and wind up at the Supreme Court, and then they're yeah, going to so have to rule on it. Fast, yeah. So it could happen pretty fast, yeah. actually. But what my problem is, I have full confidence in four of those guys. I don't, you know, provided that Trump nominates uh, another solid conservative that gets uh, confirmed, that then there would be four solid conservatives. I don't know about John Roberts. I'm worried about the Chief Justice, who is a Bush appointee a George W. Bush appointee, and I don't know that you can count on him because he's the chief justice. He considers this his court, his legacy. So what's it going to look like if we overturn you know, settled law from 1973 in Roe v. Wade? Why, it will look like a uh, just a crazy right-wing court, and I don't want that. I think that troubles him. I think I think so you're, does, you're right, and you know he even said, and I'm not sure exactly like, he'll be able to come out and say, well, I was specifically talking about this one case, but he was quoted not long ago as saying, "Don't look at the court to save you." 
I mean, he's he's already worried about his he is his uh, his yeah. legacy. Yes, and either it was either somebody had something on him when he ruled on Obamacare. <laughs> I I, th- I or it was the worry worry about his legacy. Yeah, and either one is bad. Either it's one not, shouldn't be. Yep, uh, should not be affecting how you how you work. Right, especially Supreme Court justice, especially when appointed by George W. Bush. We thought he had, he was going to be a solid conservative, but. Man, that happens so often. Every time you think you've got somebody... Re- Stephen Breyer was supposed to be a real solid conservative. And he turned out to be one of the most liberal on the court. <laughs> How did that happen? That never happens the opposite direction. No, it does not. We've talked about that before, too. And I don't know that we've actually come up with a reason why. But it never goes the other way. Nope. Sure doesn't. How is that, How is that possible? I don't know. That it never goes the other way. I don't know. I don't know that it is. I mean, you say it's not possible, but it certainly never happens. No, it doesn't. You know, sometimes you just don't want to listen to stuff, so you don't mind if your ears are completely plugged with earwax. Well, I mean, uh, you were just sitting here talking to me. I don't. Right. That's why. That's a good example of what I kind of wish my ears were completely plugged up with earwax, huh. is when you begin speaking. Um, but then you think, well, gosh, they're going to itch too, and, and they'll get somewhat painful and it's all plugged up and you would hear other people, which would be a problem. <laughs> so what you don't want to do is use things like cotton swabs, jam those in your ears. You can damage your eardrums. You know, the candles that you, you set your hair on fire with those. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, they really don't do a good job, and they can be dangerous. You shouldn't be sticking anything. You had fire sticking out of the side of your head. Yeah, that's not that's not good. There's a great system though that it was developed by doctors. It's the Wax RX system. It's in fact, it's the method physicians use the most, and it's just like the system they have in their office, just less expensive. Comes with everything you need to safely clean out earwax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. And then you're gonna it's just gonna feel so much better to you. Go to usewaxrx.com and order your reusable earwatch system today. Use the offer code radio to have it shipped for free right to your door. It's usewaxrx.com. This is Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. Uh, uh. 888-900-3393. Pat Gray unleashed. Oh, we didn't we didn't actually tell you about the hot dog water yet. Um, and you're gonna love this product because uh, not only is it delicious, but it's really really good for you too. Thank you. Uh, and it and it looks nice. It's not like you know you think just a, a your regular like. If you're watching on Blaze TV, I have just a regular members Mark Sam's Club purified bottle of water here. Oh, this looks way better than that. Um, you know what? If you if you if you're a, a, a bottle, mm-hmm. a water bottle aficionado, mm-hmm. you know what the Voss water bottle looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, round with the big thick cap on the top. That's what this hot dog water comes in in a Voss bottle, and the hot dog is. Uh, 
up top, kind of screwed into the top of the of the lid. So right. it's it's just hanging down. You still have plenty of water around the hot dog and water uh, below it. So you're drink. getting a lot of juice off the hot dog. Yes, that well, mixes with the water, which is well, that's important. what you want. That's what you want. You want the hot dog water. And this is uh, keto compatible. So it's a uh, you know. The ketogenic diet, it's compatible with that. Thank you. If you you're look gonna, on Blaze Television, you'll see what, it, what the, the bottle that it comes in. You're going to lose weight. You're going to increase you. brain function. You're going to look younger and increase vitality. All from this delicious hot dog water. For Why wouldn't you drink bucks hot a dog bottle. water? Why wouldn't you? Why and wouldn't I know you? some of you are saying that's not what? possible. How could, how could a possible. hot dog be keto compatible? Um, um, hello? Duh. It's... There's some kind of sciencey thing going on that I don't fully understand, yeah. but don't bother me with your Age questions. Age your body's ability to okay. access the calcium channel receptors in your heart. Oh, that's what Hello. it is. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I, mean, I don't want to get too sciencey on you, but... But you just did. Okay. Uh, this was a uh, sensation on the internet for a while. And of course, it's a joke being pulled by the guy who invented well, he, hot dog wait, water. What? Yeah, it's a it's. A now, he did actually sell some of this. Uh, he did at a, at a festival in a Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, sixty of them <laughs> for thirty eight dollars uh, Canadian, which is what twenty yeah, eight American bucks. Twenty eight dollars American money. Man, and he said that he was he was selling it uh, to make a point that uh, you people that w- will believe anything. And he was making a point on all the other uh, That's funny. all the other uh, elaborate products that get sold that won't uh, do what they say they will do that's really kind of funny though i mean to put a hot dog in a bottle of water and to call it hot dog water and then claim it's keto compatible you're going to lose weight increase brain function look younger and increase vitality and then people go really yeah okay i'm gonna snap that up to try that i mean when i first saw it uh, when i first saw it i remember (laughs) thinking Oh, no, no. Wait, come on. Not People hot dog water. Because I really did think that it, I, I thought for sure it was a real product. I wish it was. I really I wish. I for sure it was. Wish it was. And it's disappointing that it's not. Well, it balances the state of your body's multicellular organisms, and it helps you achieve max capacity for biological defenses so you can fight both infection and disease. Now, when you say That's to yourself, what it does. When you say to yourself, That's worth 28 bucks. Right. And you say to yourself, no, I'm wait a minute, it. wait a minute. I, the reason I don't believe it is because most of these products, you know, have someone uh, telling me that they've used it and their testimonials are perfect. Well, great for post-workout, rehydrate, and it's holistic. Darren Hunk Tub, personal trainer of the, <laughs> of the Hollywood elite. Darren Hunk Tub? Uh, Dr. Cynthia Dringus, <laughs> Nobel Prize winning nutritionist. Hot dog water is the new coconut water. <laughs> So there you. This guy's you, funny. You got a couple. Of, you got a couple of testimonials right there to take. That's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Really funny. I, I, you could probably get in trouble for making those claims, and then if you sell it to people with those claims for for you know, and you sell sixty bottles of it, you're going to get in trouble. That's I why. If that's the why guy I did is. in Canada. In the, uh, and there's also according uh, on the on his little notes that you you got there when he was selling it was the. Uh, Home brewing method. Yeah. Uh, you can easily make your own hot dog water. Simply visit our website for instructions and the recommended number of infusions. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Guy's good. That's, that's funny really stuff. That's really good. That's a, that's a great bit. I wish we would have died. I know. That's, I, I wish we were just too. talking about the ketogenic diet, and that would have been a really funny way to kick it off.
Yeah, I'm starting. I'm starting out my keto diet with the uh, hot dog oh, water. Hot dog water, and you too. It only cost me twenty eight bucks you a bottle. You can order a case. Uh huh. Of hot dog water, so good. <laughs> are you Are you doing that? I not I haven't started yet. Because um, I I put uh, I put your I put the documentary in my uh, in my quay. You did for uh, Netflix. In your quay. Yeah. In my quay for Netflix, but uh... <laughs> ridiculous. So. You haven't watched it though. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's called the Magic Pill. If you're wondering what uh, documentary he's talking about, it's a it's a it's a documentary that shows you the wonder, the splendor that is the ketogenic diet. And um, you know, I don't know how many people they did the diet on, and then they just showed the successful ones. I, I don't know if that's the case, or if it worked on every single family they tried. Right. It's hard to, hard to believe that their little girl. You know, in in one case, they go to a family whose little girl won't eat. And all sheets is garbage. And then they completely change their diet over to this keto diet, which is, it's a diet that eliminates all sugar in your diet. Well, that's a huge change, especially for a six-year-old. Yeah. So they're trying to feed the six-year-old now vegetables and meat. (laughs) She doesn't want any of it. And she doesn't eat for three days, they said. Which, you know, kids are resilient. (laughs) Yeah. I would be freaked out if my kid didn't eat for three days. And most people, I think, would be. And you'd be like, okay, here, have a peanut butter and jelly yeah, sandwich something. and shut up. Yes. And, and go to bed. Uh, and they'll tell you you can live on peanut butter sandwiches or peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It doesn't matter. But then she, something. after the third day, she starts eating. And, she, and then thereafter, she eats every single thing they feed her. Now, how often does that happen? And she know. gets better. Right. She doesn't talk and goes from that to in i think it was six months a, a little girl who was speaking wow saying words talking uh and being better in the so family we're all starting the keto Amazing. diet right now yeah what we're doing. So, take that with a grain of salt <laughs> on the blaze radio network